Just accept that everyone's going to hate you afterwards like they always do. Yes. Express opinions of things on the internet. That's, That's I, the power of the internet. I've come accustomed to it at this point. I, I can't be... I can no longer be shocked. Okay, so... Hey, guys. It was talk about Ghost in the Shell. Uh, 2017. Spoilers. The, yeah, the whole thing's spoilers. Spoiler so cast. Yeah, don't bother... Uh, One of these days I'm going to do a spoiler cast about something I enjoyed. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... Oh. So me and Keith went to go see Ghost in the Shell, or... Uh, Ghost in the Shell 2017. Yeah, yeah, we, we have to... Because we have to keep fucking using the same names for everything, so you have to delineate what anything is by just adding a number that's not included with the title of the thing. Yes. Uh, Thanks, IMDb, for propagating this only way of identifying things. And uh, as as much as I would love to see a live-action anime movie, it's not happening today. <laughs> You've technically seen live-action versions of, like, two scenes from an anime out of with the old context lost <laughs> eh, like i guess uh. <clears throat> okay so let's preface this by let's let's go at the very beginning of the whole story let's rewind to the experience of watching the trailer for the first time of this movie yeah so watching <laughs> watching the trailer for ghost of the shell was an experience of wow there's a lot of shit going on but not a lot of shit i care about um so a few months ago, we sat down with Joe and we watched the original Ghost in the Shell anime movie. Yes. From like, what, 80s at least? Uh, I think it, yeah. 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 And it's not even really one of my favorite things. It's it's fine. Uh, it's a movie. Yeah. It's it's just, it's entertainment. That's I had all. like a detachment to it that when, and I, a vague sense that I need, probably need to watch it more than once to fully absorb some of it because I didn't, first of all, I did not know what I was getting myself into because I watched Standalone Complex years and years ago and the Ghost in the Shell movie is so different of an experience from that. Yes. But the, I came away from it likening it to sort of like watching like an anime episode of like uh, Black Mirror. Where you're just going to this world where everyone fully just is... Everyone else in the world is completely 100% just used to the way that the world works now. Yes. And you're just sort of thrown into the middle of this thing and then a scenario plays out that's within the fiction of that world. Yeah. Uh, and that was that was one of the things that was compelling. Like, major is just like, yeah, I'm a cyborg lady. Yeah, there's no... I'm so adjusted at this point. Like, yeah. she's just like, whatever. Most Most people in that universe aren't taken aback. By anything that goes that everyone, usually goes every, on, everyone's totally, completely accepting of their their situation until something horrifi- horrifying happens or something. Yeah, unless something bad, like unless it's like a murder or like a uh, you know hacking. Yeah. Like most people are kind of like, yeah, I mean, there are robots that can open their face holes. Like, yeah, yeah that's okay. I mean, people that's... have USB borks, uh, borks. <laughs> USB ports on their on their necks, whatever. Yeah, I mean, most, and that's the thing is like that it smartphones, it, yo. Yeah, it, like, and, <laughs> it's just yeah, like this is our thing now. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, like you, if you did a movie of Earth at the current moment, people wouldn't be like, "Hey, Keith, that's a really weird device you have in your hand that yeah. can communicate with anybody instantly." And like, that's the thing is, uh, as an audience member, you like that's you don't need that. Now, I will now stare directly to the camera and monologue about <laughs> philosophy for ten minutes. Yeah, and like Ghost in the Shell doesn't <laughs> go out of its way to make you feel like you are an idiot uh, for not knowing. Uh, um, Ghost in the Shell, the original movie, doesn't make you go out of the way to make you feel like you're an idiot because you don't understand this world, because there's not much about the world that you actually don't need 
to, or there's not a lot about the world that is not hard to pick up easily. Like, there's not a lot of times where you're in this world and you go like, I have no fucking idea how any of this works. A lot of it is pretty much the same. There are people who are robot bodies. How does that work? Well, you see it in the beginning of the cutscene. You understand how the whole process works, how bodies are built, whatever. And they adjust you to it partly by having this extended montage of sort of like scrolling through the city for a while while music plays. Yeah. And they just let you see what is and isn't different from what you'd expect. Exactly. And, uh, and like, you know, you see people with augmented... You know, like, you see people with enhancements like, oh, my eyes are different, or oh, I have, like, strong limbs, or whatever, but, like, you don't, you know, like, you just pick up on that. You know, like, okay, they explain to you that cybernetics are a big thing, people, you know, alter their bodies. That's all you need to know. No one needs to explain, you know, no one, like, needs to explain to you exactly how Bato's eyes work. So what, no, wor- you know, what like, worried you know, me is that the movie was, like, just this... The original movie was, like, just this portal into a different world, right? Yes. And people are just accepting of that world, and... You are given chances to analyze and question elements of how the world works as it goes on. But then you see the trailer for the new movie, and immediately it looks like you're watching the trailer for Divergent or something like that. Like all the like the glut of young adult movies that are based on young adult novels, where some person that is the protagonist is the special one and the chosen one, and something's different about them, and they're going to topple what's wrong with the world, and all that stuff starts coming into play. Like the moment you watch the trailer for this movie, it's like, oh, they're making major into that character. Yeah, that it's literally like incompatible and totally separate from like anything she does or acts like in the entire movie that this movie's based on. Like, it's a totally different character. Yes. And that, that starts to become... A quick, and that, that quickly becomes apparent that that's not just a trailer. That's genuinely how the movie plays out, too. Like, she is, like... like it, the, instead of being somebody who just already is like that, the movie starts off with her waking up as an android for the first time, then doing the worst decision ever, which is a very, like, Star Wars Rogue One type problem, is that this movie has the same problem Rogue One had, which is that it's all plot and no character. Yeah, Cause, yeah. Because they both start off with a female character who has some kind of past that's important to the entire movie, but the moment they establish anything about that past, they jump forward some arbitrary amount of time and and to cover nothing that happened in the, in the in between, never develop the character in any way, then just jump headfirst into the mission that takes up the entire movie. Yeah. Because, like, Rogue One starts off with, my, my, my mom got shot and my dad got kidnapped. Oh, no. Something about Death Stars. I'm a, an abandoned child. And then just snap, you're now in a prison, like, 20 years later? Yeah, you're just now an adult in a facility. So I I hated Rogue One, like, possibly more than most Star Wars movies, because I'm like, they forgot to have characters in this movie. It's really, like, like, that kind of shit happened. And this one was like that, too. It's like, oh, wow, what a shock, waking up as an android. Like, your whole body's gone, and and you think your parents are dead, and things like that. Uh, I wonder how she'll deal with that. She doesn't. They just skip for a year. And then she's in a mission. Literally, it's like, oh no, has my new body? Huh? How do I breathe? And then they're like, everyone, this is major. I'm going to jump off a building and turn invisible and shoot some people. I'm like, the fuck? You, yeah. just, you just skipped to that, huh? <laughs> okay. And then that and then that is her being at the beginning of the mission that takes up the entire movie. And I'm like, what? Yeah. You didn't develop, you didn't establish these characters. So I'm just watching people do plot. <laughs> and it's like plot point, plot point, plot point. Like, it's like, I don't, I'm not attached to anything that's happening. Yeah, it's... I think the weirder part, too, is that there are so many weirder parts. It's not even a weirder part. I think one of the things that frustrated me, too, was that um, you are handed the group. Like, uh, 
I will say group very sparingly because it's not even a one-to-one accurate representation of the original group. It's like a weird but, con- configuration of people kind of given the same names or not. Yeah, and so, like, there's, like, a scene, like, the moment after the whole, like, she jumps out of the... Uh, out the building you go into she's like in this briefing room with all these people and they're like hey so what's going on i'm like i excuse me i don't know what's going on who are you people where did you come from before long like somebody is is like identified as bato and other characters and and, then but then there's just other people in the room which you don't know who they are and they have some offhand dialogue about like like augmented bodies and then you basically never see them again yeah you see i'm like why were they introduced (laughs) yeah it was really weird uh like i think okay like the the black guy did he ever show up again yes when he was at the very end he shot down the helicopter that was who that was yeah i couldn't tell because he's covered in face stuff doing a sniper also because the whole scene was pitch black he's not set up as a sniper at all no like the the girl all she does is at one point slip them guns through a window Yes. Like, that's their amazing team. She She's, like, she is a wep- <laughs> like she's a weapons dealer, it seems like, because sure. she's the one who has all the gear. Every time they talk to her, she's like, hey, do you have this stuff? And she's like, yeah, I got it. So, like, that's her I don't her know if entire- that means she's a dealer. <laughs> well, I meant dealers, and, like, it, as part of the she's- team, she's the one who d- g- dishes out the equipment. Yeah. Like, she's the equipment giver. And it's like, I- is that your entire job? Do we pay yeah, you just esta- to carry a bag? They established, like, this oversized te- team for a, car- for a movie that will not feature team operations. Yeah, there's no like the movie. The only team like, operation in the Bato. entire movie is the opening scene. Yeah, which is before they introduce the team. Then they introduce the team, and then never do a team operation in the entire film because the whole film is her dealing with her personal shit and plot yes. twists and stuff. Yeah, while everyone else, including Bato, are the most fringe characters ever to the point where like when it's time for them, like like they're like we're burnt and like the bad guys are coming in to kill the whole team one by one wherever they are at the time. I'm like. Oh, cool. Togus is at a ramen shop, and then, like, he fights some dudes, and then we never see him for, like, the rest of the movie. And, like, <laughs> and Bato is like, Don't worry, puppy, I got this. I don't even know if they even. Did they even show him fight, or did they just skip and just imply that he fought them off? Uh, I think they just imply. I can't, I can't remember if he actually ever shoots them. He's just like, I got a puppy. I'm I, like, What? No, I think. No, he, they don't, because it just shows him pull the gun. So out, I'm, so I'm not then, crazy. Like, no, genuinely don't show that. They yeah, don't like, even show that. I'm like, how the fuck is he gonna not get that dog shot? Because they shoot everywhere. Apparently, yeah. Every time anyone gets shot at in this movie, bullet holes sprout out of the walls everywhere on the screen, except for the character who never gets shot ever. <laughs> my favorite. I think my favorite of the bullet hole shooting is the very is like that part where the main bad guy shoots the girl through the glass. Yeah, and he shoots twice, but she only takes one hit. Oh, because he was shooting twice. Because the <laughs> yeah. first shot was to break the the glass. Oh, he was that was intentional. Like the first shot didn't break the glass, and then he shot again. It's bulletproof glass. Apparently, not very. Yeah, wait. Well, it only takes well, one bullet. Uh, that's supposed to be. I think that's supposed to be how also uh, bulletproof vests work. Is that they can they only really stop one impact because it's not like super armor. It's literally like a thing that like super solid solidifies against one an, an impact. Yeah, but I thought like expired. But I think bulletproof glass like the way it works is it like when you shoot you have to shoot the same spot twice because or you have to shoot at least like within millimeters of each other because it's like just re- the whole thing's reinforced. I don't know how bullet crap bullet crap glap glap what works yes <laughs> bullet crap glass either works. way it was like really jarring because he's like blap and then like the window has like a hole in it and he's like blap and yeah, then somehow it, somehow doing two shots like reduces and, the impact yeah of and the then it had an, that's happening yeah it had another bullet also hole. she stood still after the first one that yeah. was interesting she didn't die. oh he's going to shoot me 
I'll just see how this plays out. Yeah. <laughs> she, yeah. She took a pretty risky move. She she stood up for the first shot. It didn't hit her, so she stood there again to see if he'd do it oh, again. God. And then she got hit again. We're jumping all over this movie so okay. hard now. So anyways, going back to the beginning, uh, we start <laughs> out... We we basically start out with her... We go through the scene of her being made, uh, which yep. is Which is baffling to watch. It's baffling to watch, but it's also not consistent, which is the weird part about the movie, because there's, like, multiple times where they show... Like it 3D printing yeah. her arm or in skin, but which like which is something that just seems to be magic. Magic, I guess, because it, it doesn't squeezes even have taffy out on you that magically bonds into your entire body and serves whatever purpose it has to magically serve yeah. in that part of your body. But like the other weird part too is like when it's going through the scene of showing how she's made, it shows like this entire metal exoskeleton. Yeah, they take a brain case and put it inside a metal skeleton, which then goes through like three layers of taffy that auto bond around her entire body. Yeah, well, no, it only goes through the one, the white. No, because it has the. Or it goes there's the, the translucent layer, then yeah. there's the red muscle layer, then there's this white skin layer. Yes. Which okay, also, right. by the way, if you were mad about some company, some big corporation making Major white, in the movie, uh, Major was made white by an evil corporation. Yes. That's... <laughs> because she literally is not... The brain doesn't come from a white person, but the body is that of a white person. Because you eventually find out... She eventually finds her mom in the movie and finds out who she was and sees a flashback of her being taken away and everything. And it's clearly not a little white girl. No. So, like, it's just her body is white in a way. <laughs> her name's not even. So, like, like, the controversy is, like, baked into the movie itself. Yeah. Speaking of, like, the whitewashing thing, I, for me, like, of all the people on the cast, the one person I didn't really imagine really being a white dude was Togusa. <laughs> Togusa wasn't. He was, no, like, I was expecting him to be a white dude. Oh, yeah. It's some guy with, like, a brown hair, like, mullet from, like, the 80s. Like, he's, like, he looks like the protagonist of most, like, action movies. Like, what, Kurt Russell or whatever? Is that the yeah, guy? Yeah, like, he, he looks like vaguely, like, 80s Kurt Russell or something in the, in the anime. Yeah. And in the movie, he's, like, he's, like, he, I mean, he's he's just some Japanese guy that kind of has long hair in the back. Yeah, he just has a, like, a mullet. Also, he has, like, four lines of dialogue yeah. <laughs> instead of being, like, the filter through which the audience sees everything because he's the human character. He's the human guy. The point of that character is to be the everyman that we see the whole movie through. Yes. Because he's the only person in the movie that's not augmented. Yes. That's the main character. And he's human, and he talks to other people that are augmented, and that's how we filter and, and, and cipher through this. But since the, whole, since the whole movie is about the main character freaking out about her changes, he doesn't have a purpose anymore, so he just shows up twice. Yeah, and then, or he's in, and then is largely forgotten he's about in for the three movie. scenes. So he's like in the scene the first time when it's doing the briefing of everybody. He's in the scene when they capture the guy from the dump from the uh, dump truck, mm -hmm. and then he's in the in the final scene when he's holding like shooting off the people. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's like the only time you see Togusa. You never see him driving anywhere. You never see him doing anything else. That's all he nope. does. Um, but like. There's okay. no there's no scene of Bato and Togusa in like a dump truck like hanging out waiting for like the scene of like uh, when that guy's gonna that has the fake family is gonna like flip out and everything like that like that whole scene just doesn't play out ever yeah so then, major has to be the only character in every scene yeah so then basically so major gets made uh and then the next thing that happens is they like explain to her like hey you know if you you were a, an immigrant coming into this country which what country is this I don't know you're an immigrant coming into this country. <laughs> And uh, the boat blew up or whatever, and I just you were like drowning. I assume this is Shadowrun, and they're all they're all using Nuyen. 
Like the universal, yeah, I the universal know, currency. Yeah, I don't know what fucking. I don't even know what where we're at. Everyone's geisha robots, but everyone's also like simultaneously like there's white people and black people and Japanese people all matched, but nobody else really. Just those three. Yeah, just those three. But <laughs> and, like, but, but there's no text anywhere, so no. you can't tell what language anything no. is because all the ads are somehow just like faces and, and stuff. And there, I mean, there's English words for the company name, but then there's yeah. also like Japanese symbols on the street. So you're like. What the fuck is this town? Like, who built this shit? And and so, like, okay, so they, they, she talks, she goes, like, okay, here's your shitty backstory, and then she freaks out, and she goes and talks to this guy, and the guy's like, all right, well, I want her, because, like, I, I needed... Oh, oh God, the, yeah, worst, like, the worst writing of the whole movie. Yeah, he's like, it's perfect. She she worked out just as we planned. Now we're going to turn her into a machine, a, a, a mach- or a, it was the, a the killing wor- machine. The worst dialogue of the movie is, like, she's, like, she's better than AI, and she's better than human, and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, You're boiling down a complicated human being into, some, into just a machine. And he's like, I don't see her as a machine. I see her as a weapon. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Great writing for your antagonist of the entire film. Which, and, and, that, and then that was, like, I think for me that was the moment where I went, oh. Oh. So. That was one of the first times you gesticulated wildly at the screen. Yeah, I was like, oh, so I guess we're not playing the same game. Like, I guess we didn't watch the same Ghost in the Shell movie. Oh, boy. And, like, that immediately was the stupidest thing you could ever say, because you're like, I spent billions of dollars to build this art of, like, this cybernetic human robot hybrid but i just see her as a weapon but i don't want her to be a human hybrid i just want her to be an ai yeah that's a real inconvenience to him the entire movie is that she's a person yeah like yeah that's the whole fucking crux of the thing is like well damn i shouldn't have made it a human brain no shit asshole all those those geisha robots seem to do just fine on their own not being humans they they seem pretty functional at whatever their job was which is like being nightmare spiders that grab people and choke them out while they're hacking their brains so so then after after that whole scene, yeah, we go immediately to her standing on a roof, and people are in a room discussing things. Uh, I don't even know what they were discussing. Um, it was something about, like, hey, you should have our cybernetics company in your so country. Here's an issue. Is the movie moves very quickly from scene to scene, and just expects you to know a lot of stuff by name without going by much. So at, at one point, the villain kind of... Ex- he starts saying this one line over and over again about, like, yeah, uh, don't trust, like don't ever uh, collaborate with the specific group or die. Yeah. It's the and Han, so he was Han, hunting Hanukkah, Hanaka, 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 Hanaka. I it's, don't know. Yeah, Hanaka company. The name of the group that made him basically and her. Yeah, made but, everything. They they made all the cybernetics apparently. Yeah, like one. But yeah, we we see this group of people sitting around like a tea table, and there's like a whole line of them, and there's geisha robots everywhere, and like he's talking, like one of them is bragging about like some sort of software that let his daughter like instantaneously learn French is basically yeah. but he's targeted not for that reason but because of his past so like everyone in the room gets attacked and hacked by nightmare spider robots that never show up again <laughs> yeah uh, that uh that are all like trying to get secrets out of their brains and stuff like that and so we get like the what is the the one of those iconic scenes where major turns invisible he she strips naked and turns invisible and jumps off a building uh, well, and I shoots mean, everybody not to save naked. them all She's wearing. Well, she's 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 in her like flesh body. But it's a suit. Yeah, because you can see it when it zooms in on her. You can see there's like a little lip. It's incomprehensible. It's yeah. like it's totally unseeable. It's almost invisible as she becomes. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, it's it's rough because almost immediately you start to realize that oh, 
this is just flat out a different movie with different motivations and different structures, but they're going to just like shamelessly reuse the scenes that happened in the first movie. Yeah. And this is a problem for me because like a similar thing happened in Walking Dead, and it was one of the biggest problems I had with a show that I still watch and I actually think is better now than it was before, is that in season three of Walking Dead, they handle this one concept where in the comics, what happens is that there's a character named Michonne who is horribly tortured by the villain of that particular arc. And then when she has a chance at revenge, she slips away and she, like, tortures him in return, more or less. And, like, kills his zombie daughter that he think that he's trying to keep captive because he doesn't want... Because he can't let go of his daughter after all this time, but she's a, is a zombie this whole time, so she's, like, chained up. So kills off her da- the daughter that he thinks is still kind of alive and, like, slices him up. Seems to mutilate his genitals, even. Like, just everything goes, comp- like... Shots fired in both directions. <laughs> because because she tortured and raped... Uh, uh, he tortured and raped her. Oh, okay. It's like there's a lot of really nasty shit going back and forth. And because he... Despite all the wounds inflicted on him, he ends up surviving. The war breaks out that climaxes the entire arc of that, of that part of the comics. Major problem in the show is that they do the same scene where she kills the zombie daughter and attacks the governor and blinds one, him in one eye and all these other things and stuff like that. And they never established the scene where she gets tortured in the first place. So she just looks like a psychopath. She looks crazy. <laughs> like, she looks completely nuts in the show. Because the reason why she acted that way in the comics never happened. What happens in the show is she's in the same town as the governor for a while. Gets weirded out by him. Thinks that he's up to no good. Just fucking leaves. <laughs> she just leaves. Which is really sane. And I gotta applaud the character action in that moment. Like, wow, something seems not wrong about this place. I'm just leaving now. Yeah. That's cool. But then she goes completely off the rails later in the season because they they shamelessly reuse the scene without any of the context leading up to the scene. Ah. And that's the problem here is that in Ghost of the Shell and so, other, and other, pro- other yeah. adaptations like this, they do... A, they make a crucial mistake for me, which is that there's two ways to make an adaptation for the most part. Yeah. You either go wildly in a different direction and just accept it and fully embrace it and make everything up yourself from there on. Yeah. Or you try to really nail it from get like everything about the exact thing, more or less. And that can even be true in microcosm, like an individual arc of a movie, like this like this particular 20 minutes of it or something, could be totally made up, but has its own internal logic that's all invented in the movie. And that can work. Yes. The problem here is Ghost in the Shell is the the as a problem child territory of this kind of thing where they they constantly make up and re-engineer the entire story but then shove in every visually iconic scene that happens in the entire original movie devoid of any of the context or reason for them to happen yeah and then you're just sort of baffled half the time yeah then you just kind of are confused as like what is that like what because then you because it's like because you're forced to do these iconic scenes you're like you're stretching the plot to like accommodate for these things, but there's not any reason for them to exist. Yeah. Other than to just be iconic, and like then it, fr- it like it just creates fractions in the whole story because you're like, why did di- like why did this guy do this thing? And like what like what? I it don't- becomes a problem where they create they they create the premise of this is what the movie's going to be, right? Like it's going to be young adult fiction garbage. Yeah. Fine, go with that trope all the way through. But they're like, we're going to use these five scenes in the movie. And then you're like, okay, we've decided we're using that scene. Now we need to reverse engineer the steps to lead to that scene. And it usually doesn't work. Yeah. Because they they change everything about it. 
So yeah, like we have the scene where she dives off the building and turns invisible, which is also recycled at the beginning end of the movie because closure or something. I don't know. Uh, they reuse the scene where she's running around and fighting that one person invisibly in a shallow pool of water at the edge of town. They reuse the scene where, for some reason, they're on a boat in the middle of the of the bay. Yeah. They reuse the scene where she rips the panel off the spider tank and, like, destroys her body in the process. Yes. Like, they keep reusing exact scenes from the anime version, but usually devoid of, devoid of any of the reasons why it happened, all the way down to even going to the point where, like, fucking... <laughs> the uh, the other android guy has to like care awkwardly like oh kuzo like yeah. slimy jelly person cg like s- drag her himself over to her so they can be side by side for the iconic scene to reuse the scene the where she gets sniped in the head yeah where he gets sniped in the head like everything like that has to be reused shot for shot yeah but all the scenes around them are not anything like what led to those scenes in the actual source material yeah and so like for yeah and then going back like again you keep jumping back and forth but it's because the yeah. movie's such a jumble of fucking it's because every confusion. time we start describing a scene you stumble on one of the new things that's yeah. why the movie was kind of a mess and so we get so she jumps off the building she busts through the window and tries to save all these people uh, by shooting everything in sight. And uh, it turns into, like... It, it turns into this weird thing where she, like... So she shoots all these people, uh, or she shoots all the bad guys, breaks the robot, and then, like, kind of looks at the robot really weird. And then, like, Bato comes up, and he says, like, hey, you're injured. And she looks down, and there's, like, a little, like, some of her internals are showing. It was a super weird injury. Yeah, and she somehow scraped off the bottom of her her uh, wrist. Yeah, the bottom like of her that, wrist is like gone. A, like, is it supposed to be a bullet wound that like, grazed off or something, or is I it like it maybe just, maybe her going through the window? I think it was just going through the window, probably like, like cut it. But it's really just a contrivance because later on she needs to meet with a doctor, so they need to yeah. keep coming up with excuses and, for her to meet the doctor. And so, like, she said, he says that to her, and she just like has an attitude, and then like goes invisible and just pushes through a bunch of soldiers. Well, she also says you're that you're not the same. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. He talking also, about the yeah. machine person, like you're different, yeah. which is true because that thing doesn't have a brain. Yeah. It's literally just a. It's like the equivalent of like a RC car, but really yeah. advanced and human shape. Just an AI controlled thing. And then, yeah, then she just storms the fuck off. Which is, uh, which is hilarious. Yeah, she turns invisible and just slams through, like, seven people. <laughs> and they're just walking down yeah, the hallway. Yeah, just, like, regular troops that are trying to do their job. It's and, the, like, they're the, just, like, being bumped into. They're like, what the fuck? It's a weird physical comedy, like, sassy moment that never comes up again. Yeah. Because it's not part of her character. But they just did that one time. Because yeah. this, this thing's not consistently written. And, <laughs> and so, like, immediately after that, she just, like, goes to the doctor. Yeah. And the doctor's, like... Oh, no, no. Then, right after that, she's, like, she's at her house. She's, like, laying down in, in her house, sleeping or whatever. She, take she like, takes a shower? I don't know what she was doing. She was in a machine laying there. Like, lights were going on, and she was wearing some kind of, like, plastic wrap. And That then she, might be where she, like, sleeps? No, because she was sleeping on the bed. She's laying down. Yeah. And then she gets up, unplugs herself, and then she, like, goes and stands... She walks up to a hologram cat that disappears, making loud dubstep noises, and then we never explain why that was there or why it went away. Also, yeah, every hologram in this entire film makes loud dubstep noises for some reason. Yeah, it's like... Oh, no, that, no, I get it. I remember now. So, at the moment, it didn't make sense, but yeah. I think that was the glitches of yeah, her, the glitches. her past life. Yeah, Right. I don't know why they make dubstep noises, though. Because they're not supposed it should, to be there? It should be creepy. It should be like, oh, wow, she saw a glimpse of, like, a weird, like, 
it, a, a weird building in the middle of the road, and it should be like, zoom, like, yeah, like that. But yeah, it's like, like I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, why are you making that sound? Calm I, down, I'm watching the movie. It's yeah, in the middle it would, of the screen. You don't it, need to like alert me that something's weird ha- is happening. It would have been better if it was uh, if it was chimes. Like, yeah. If it was like, Kring. like it, you know, you see a thing and it's like doing a chime, and it kind of just fades away, and you're like, oh, yeah. that's eerie. Like, what what was that? But no, yeah, when you see something, it's like. And you're like, oh, okay. what if what if you saw this thing fade in and you're like, what the fuck is that? And then in, it just disappears in one frame to the sound of like a wood block. Oh, just like, like the dunk. And it's just like it's like poof, like not even a disappearing effect. Yeah. But it's just gone. Just anything cooler than like a dubstep noise from like a Transformers movie. <laughs> losing yeah. its mind every time any like hologram does anything. Yeah. And so she what? She like basically sees a fake cat. And then she's like, well, I guess I, I gotta go. I gotta take my meds, because yeah, I'm, I'm, I've got schizophrenia, apparently. Yeah, she, like, takes some... I don't even know how that works. It was weird she, like, watch, takes it was like med- watching Legion or something. Like, she's just losing her mind over the film. Yeah. But actually not, because it's like, just her past. And the medicine makes no sense either, because it's like, she sticks it into the portholes, and is like, that going to her brain? Or, I assume like, there's other ports somewhere in her back of her neck that are for, like like fluid intake as yeah. opposed to like data yeah like i don't know why you would stick your headphones into the same place you put your medicine i assume, but I there's, I assume, there, I assume there's multiple ports back there we never we don't, we don't we, i don't think that's, we have a ton of up close looks that's like the weird thing is that ghost in the shell itself never touches on that that's never a thing that happens like the fluids yeah like no one ever like no one just eats from the back of their head <laughs> so like it's kind you of you kind of wonder why she can't just use her mouth for that kind of thing. Well, because it has to go to her brain, and every other like there is no like blood stream, so like it can't carry medicine through the blood. So she has to like directly inject it into her brain, which is like I guess it's on the. You'd think that the port that they use to inject stuff into their own body would be somewhere they could see, so they could do it without just like going uh. Mm-hmm. Hope I got it. Yeah. I guess they're robots, so they can just magically line it up. <laughs> just, of... Yeah, like, maybe like, they can just... Maybe they're just always right. Yeah. It seems just as basic usability technology, I'm wondering, it's, like, why is the back of the head? Yeah. But it's, it, and it's fun. also weird that it's not, like, a clip. Like, you'd imagine it'd be, like, a magnet clip that goes yeah. in for a second and comes out. But no, it's, like, this really squishy liquid substance that she has to, like, push together like a glow stick. Like, just to break it like a glow stick push it together to take the caps off and then she like just sticks it in herself it's dumb but we, la- but we later find out that that by the, at the end of the movie we find out that that chemical was not uh to help her with uh, with her like hallucinations it's, it's or supposed to stabilize her yeah, brain they, they were and telling her body. Her, they were telling her that it was like that chemical from deus ex human revolution where it's like it it's to helps it helps prevent rejection yeah but actually what it's doing is suppressing her memories and like messing with her brain so she doesn't remember the fact that she was like a kidnapped person that yeah. was forced into this entire thing so then yeah so then basically she just like takes the meds bounces out goes to the doctors and then like gets her entire arm ripped off and because like all the skin I, and the muscle and stuff are gone and the doctor's uh, like yeah. your hands all fucked up and she's like all right and then it starts yeah she has like itself. a slightly screwed up wrist so their response is to take everything off her entire arm and then do it put it back on but only scratch. to like a point which is interesting yeah. because I guess they can just reattach that. It's because they it, just like three D print the skin back yeah. over it as if like somehow that's okay. There's <laughs> a really weird experience where the movie opens with her body being constructed, and then they spend like the first half of the movie having her laying down in various positions with a doctor of, ver- of various kinds as like 
her various parts of her body get 3D printed back on over and over again because yeah. she's always losing chunks of her body in every <laughs> scene. So, like, they keep retrying to, like, they just they can't not have us look at that scene to the point where I think you spend, I think you spend more time watching her skin being grafted on than you do watching her, do what, like, spend watching her fight in the movie ever. Sort of. It's about, it's, it's almost it's the long same. scenes yeah. of her just watching, like, the slow progression of this thing just really lazily just slopping on, like, skin taffy as yeah. it magically groups together and becomes super skin it's, and works it's out. It's really lazy. Uh... There's, it's, it's interesting too, cause there's a lot of, uh, like, here's the thing that's upsetting is that the movie itself visually is interesting. There's a lot of stuff going on it, visually. That's like, wow, this took a lot of effort. This, you know, there's a lot of like, oh, yeah, looking at the movie is the best part of the movie. <laughs> yeah. But like, but then it, the moment you take just a fraction of a second to think of beyond like that, wow, that looks really interesting. It all fucking falls apart. Everything mm-hmm. about that world makes literally no sense and like i'm not saying that it has to be this you know like it doesn't have to be this like oh it has to make sense to me because i live in this current time like i'm saying that like even in ghost in the shell the city made sense you got the city yeah when you look at uh like who lives here when you look at the ghost in the shell the original movie you can kind of buy it as a location but when you look at this movie it's like looking at a movie from the guy that made, like, Fifth Element. Yeah. Where it's, like, it's just ideas it's, and visual it's designs. It's like a theme park. It's like watching a musical. Yeah. Where like shit's happening on the screen. Like, all the way down to, like, basic usability stuff becomes a problem in the movie at times. Because they're, they're at, like, a machine equivalent of a morgue at one point. Where there's, like, a geisha, like, de- de- deactivated body laying down on a gurney. And there's someone operating on it. And it's just a, it's clearly body-shaped gurneys for body-shaped people and machines. Yeah. And you can clearly see the geisha fitting into the middle of this pad on the middle of the gurney. But then in both directions from her, there's like two feet of clearance in both directions where it just is such a wide bed that the person that's working on her and operating on this machine is leaning over by like more than a 45 degree angle like she's practically laying over the gurney to operate on this machine (laughs) which is both too wide to be operated on by people because you're you're so far away from your subject but also because it's hanging from the ceiling at a fixed thing of an exact ring like it's not adjustable yeah you can't lower it so you can reach it better or like like a floor gurney would be like it's all like everything's so focused on whatever makes whatever the visual design is that nothing makes sense any other level past that and by the way they completely dropped the ball on developing the city as a location visually yeah i don't know where it is i don't know where i am i don't know and it doesn't tell you it never fucking tells you where the fuck you are because every scene happens inside of like a room yeah and then every time they're trying to show you the city it's all helicopter shots of some city with giant holograms over the city the of like giant super thing, people man. and stuff. They just wanted you to know that shit was there. Yeah, like I'm not against the idea of the holograms themselves, but they never have that scene from the original Ghost in the Shell where like we're street level and looking around yeah. at what the city looks like. Like when I suddenly saw Togusa in like a ramen shop, I'm like, those this that's part of the city. Like, we've yeah, not, we've a... never established any elements of what this place looks like visually, so I'm like, it looks like he's in a totally different location it, from the rest of the movie. Yeah, it's really weird, and like even even ground level, there's stuff that kind of just is there because it, it's like noise. Where like on when they're driving on the street, like the there's arrows on the street that move to show you what direction to go in. Yeah, but then there's also arrows just printed onto the street that don't move. 
that show there's you what direction There's also giant going. fish going in front of your windshield. Yeah, there's also just like holograms going through the middle of the like. fucking street. And it's like, who the fuck lives here? How do you do anything? How many auto accidents do they have every year to like, fish even the holograms? Cars, they're like taxi cars with fucking holograms around them yeah. that were like occupied and yeah. like giant hippopotamus on top. And I was like, what the fuck is... This is stupid. This makes no sense. Like, I get the... Like, I can understand the concept, like, in the beginning, it shows these, like, paramedic guys, or, like, mm-hmm. you know, nurses, and they have, like, like glasses on. Like, they look like, uh, um, what's his face from Star Trek? Uh, I can't remember his face. Jordy? Uh, no, the guy with the, the guy with the glasses that go all the way around. Jordy? Yeah, that is Jordy, yeah. Yeah, yeah Jordy, Jordy the Forge. Yeah, they look like Jordy, where they have, like, these hologram glasses that go all Reading the way Rainbow. around. Yeah, oh, he's, he's a reading right. rainbow guy. And uh <laughs> and they like they print out like LeVar the Burton. And they print out the vitals of the patient, which is like, okay, I don't think you can see very well out of it, but I can take it works. Whatever. That's fine. There's a nod towards applicableness. Yeah. There's like technology. There's, there's a difference between cyberpunk and just plain fucking impossible. And like you can't drive in a city where there's fish in the middle of the road. No, <laughs> like giant you, hologram fish yeah. just flopping through and, the road. And it's like and not even that, I, I shudder to think the power consumption for this city. There are holograms on every fucking building that they're are as, twenty they're, stories they're tall. As big as the building. And and they're just moving all the time and they're dumping water and, and for like, some reason they all have to be made of Lego blocks. Yeah, they all like break. All of them weird. are simultaneously la- uh, holograms that are made of cubes. Yes. Like, they're all Minecraft. They look like Minecraft sculptures that are moving. Yeah, it's and really weird. It's never, you don't know why. And it's, it's like, just... that's that's just how data is. Because, like, even when the Major goes and, like, does a dive, it, yeah. like, everything is all blocky. Like, it's made out of blocks. And it's like, because I don't... Because artificiality is right angles and something, some yeah. visual design it's or like... something. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. I guess ones and zeros would be boring. So just show it all as blocks? I don't fucking... And, and, and yet the delineations of, like, how their skin is divided on their android bodies is never blocky. No, it's never, all like... They're never covered in squares. And they, I did... They have really specific line patterns yeah. of where their body is apparently cut up. That's all based on so, musculature instead. So after she visits the doctor, she goes back to get yelled at at the base. Because they, like, go and do a debriefing. And the first thing, the first fucking thing that you notice that seems completely fucking stupid is that apparently they put a guy in charge who doesn't speak English at all. He only speaks Japanese. That is all he does. And not only that, they could not figure out where would be a good place to put subtitles. So they just show up. They just show moment up to moment. wherever the fuck they want to be. So for anyone wondering, if you watch the original Ghost in the Shell and you know uh, old man McFunny hair that leads the team, he's in this one too. And he's, a, I'm pretty sure he's a relatively famous actor. I'm pretty sure I recognized him immediately, actually. But I... He speaks Japanese the entire film with subtitles, and no one else does. In the no one else entire does. film. Not even Togusa, who is, is Japanese! The, yeah, it's the weirdest scenario. And everyone understands him. Yeah. So everyone knows Japanese, but no one wants to speak Japanese, yeah, except for this guy. Yeah, that's, that's the implication, is that somehow, <laughs> somehow just everyone knows Japanese. Because if it was translating Japanese live, you would expect to hear like a different voice replacing him. Yeah. But it's just his voice in Japanese with subtitles, which implies that everyone perfectly understands him. And I mean everyone. The good guys, the bad guys, everyone he talks to on comms, people that he has holographic meetings with, the final fucking confrontation of the entire movie. I guess the prime minister. because <laughs> Everyone he, he speaks Japanese prime... in this yeah. movie, but no one speaks it out loud ever. <laughs> he's the only one! So he's just revving these really rude conversations where he's the one... He's <laughs> that one asshole that refuses to speak the language everyone else is speaking in the room 
which he clearly speaks English because he can understand everyone. So, like, it just makes him seem like a dick for the entire movie. Also, everyone's faces look so confused when they cut to them when he's talking because no one has any fucking act- idea what he's saying. Yeah, the actors don't know what Japanese is. No. So they're just sitting there like, I guess he's saying these things to me. I will assume that it is based on the script 100% and then I should react accordingly. I mean, for oh, all man. intents and purposes, this guy could just be like, uh, you're all pieces of shit. I hate being on this movie. Why am I even here? Maybe he was. But these actors don't know. And they just react like, uh, you done? Okay, yes. Uh, well, that will never happen again. And it's like, why did you do this? And, and I was really amused by, by the fact that they went through the extra mile to give him the, like, the ridiculous shaped hair. The haircut, yeah. Like, he has his haircut. And, uh, Major has her haircut. Sort of? Kind of, the bottom part. Yeah. But it's <laughs> the, blue? The points of it. But and but then like Togusa looks nothing like Togusa in any compa- yeah. in any possible. He doesn't have like eighties fucking like like glam rock hair. Yeah, like, he, he's just got slightly longer hair in the back, and that's it. Yeah, and I don't even know how the other characters were supposed to. be. I mean, but... Bato looked fine, I guess, because yeah. Bato's just short. It just has the buzz cut. He just yeah. has the fucking buzz cut. Everybody else is. I don't. Well, I don't know who the girl is because she's not a no. character in Ghost in the Shell. Um, I don't know who. I don't. I I think the the black guy was supposed to be a combination of two people. Maybe he's supposed to be the sniper guy and the fat guy on the team, which are both just cut from the movie. Yes, which are just both cut and merged into this one guy. Um, and somehow made more forgettable. Yeah, and then there's like, I, I think, got a fake liver. That's my characterization. See you at the end. Yeah, he just he basically <laughs> yeah like he makes a comment about like oh we're out getting cybernetic enhancements. It's like no, why do you say that? And he's like. Yeah, I got a liver. It's fucking I got party a liver night so every... I could drink all the time. Yeah, so I could just be drunk all the time. And I'm like, I'll that... see you in approximately 50 minutes in and, this movie. And I'm like, is that how livers work? Like, can you... Because don't you still need a robotic stomach so that way, you, like... I don't know. Because you're still absorbing. At some point, you don't want to be too augmented, right? Because then you risk, like, becoming, like, Wolverine, who, like, I don't think can get drunk. I... Or, like, there's all well... these Wolverine-like characters in fiction that, like... They get too good at healing in various ways. Like, they just can never get an actual buzz going on. Well, that's on. a... That's... I mean, okay. That's... This is off topic. A lot of off topic. But in <laughs> in Ghost in the Shell, that's discussed. Like, in um, Standalone Complex, they discuss that. Because they they make the comment that... Because uh, Togusa makes a comment to Bato. Mm-hmm. And he's like... He's like, what? Like, you know, like, what's even the point of eating or drinking? You're, you're like, you don't even have a real stomach. And he's like, yeah, but you just do it because it feels natural. And he's like, we we just eat these like little protein bars. And they don't do anything. They just go in our stomach and then just vanish. Like they basically just get decomposed and then they turn into nothing. Like just dust. It's an expensive and, habit of uh, yeah, just feeling and, natural. Because that was the thing. Like I think Togusa <laughs> uh, Togusa smokes. Yeah. And I think uh, Bato was making fun of him. He's like, why do you smoke? That's a waste of money. He's like, you fucking eat food. You, you can't yeah. eat food. He's like, he's like, you can't even get drunk. And he's like, oh, you can get drunk because they, they have like a thing where they make it so your brain experiences intoxication. Yeah. But you don't actually, you don't, you're not intoxicated. It just makes your brain think you're, it you're is. You reminded me of something that, felt, that was really jarring to me in the movie, which is that in the original Ghost in the Shell setting, there's like a weird... Like especially the original movie, like there's a weird grunge to everything that yeah. makes cigarettes not feel weird. 
Yes. But this movie uses cigarettes at one point, and it feels super weird. It feels way out of place. Everything is so clean and futury and covered in 17 holograms that I'm like, you guys still have real cigarettes? Yeah. Like, even if smokers exist, I'm like, they really, like, you roll up a thing in paper and burn it? Like, Don't you just, like, like, inject it into you or something? nothing Nothing surrounding them in the entire movie... Especially those scenes up to that point in that movie ever even slightly fit with the idea of that practice being a thing yeah. people do because like it just the the world's so ridiculously futury and impossible looking that like it, that kind of thing stands out so much all of a sudden. And it was and not only that it was like they did it. It's a twofer. I mean, they couldn't even keep normal gurneys. How they have normal cigarettes? Yeah, it's it's frustrating because not only does it happen really wildly random. Like it, like the major walks up. It's like when the doctor's uh, dealing with the the geisha, and then the major walks up and she's like, "I'm gonna dive into that bitch." And so then the doctor's like, "All right, well, I guess I don't want you. No, you can't do that. Let me go sit down on my panel where I can control that." So she like gets and up, smoke. Yeah, she gets up, sits down at the pan at, at her table, and then lights a cigarette and then puffs it. And then the major's like, "I'm diving in." And she's like. That's not a good idea. And then puts her cigarette out. <laughs> she, yeah, in, a, and then, in her like alcohol thing full of yeah, cigarettes. She puts it like in a cup that has water, other cigarette butts, and other cigarette butts. But like you keep that on your table with this and bunch of seems, other computers. She seems to have a Pavlovian response where whenever there's a scene, she's gonna take her eyes off or her eyes get taken off. She also sw- smokes in that scene. Yeah, and so, <laughs> so but two character traits is her eyes come off and, and she smokes. And not only that, but she doesn't. It's like they the second time you see her. Uh, when she like is she's getting killed um she she like takes her or like she she's having a cigarette but she's like it's zoomed in so close to her face you can tell she's not actually smoking the cigarette she's just like putting it of course you'd pick up on yeah she's like putting it to her mouth and then going like (sighs) just blow on the yeah just like blowing on the cigarette basically and i'm like (laughs) why did you even include this like at least get she, do- she probably doesn't know how to smoke. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like then at least get I somebody. I don't know how to smoke. Well, that's my thing. You don't have to put the smoking in. No, I don't. It was just I don't hair. know. I don't even know who that character is. She's not an established character from the show. That's so her it's character like- trait. Is she smokes? If she doesn't smoke in every scene you see her, and the, then they're afraid you'll not remember who she is. The removing eyes part didn't make me remember her. <laughs> like, like come on. <laughs> like it's not like this woman was devoid of anything interesting. She took her eyeballs off and plugged things into them. Like she got the shit into this bargain. Everybody else gets ports on the back of her neck. She's got to take her eye sockets off. Which, by the way, they uh. Speaking of like that murder and everything, like they, they really hurt the entire creepy factor that the villain had in that movie because he was a faceless, distant thing that kept controlling people, and you couldn't tell where it was coming from and what yeah. was doing it. And if he's and if he spoke through someone, you were like, oh, that's fucking creepy. Like when that time that one that one time like there's a body, there's a body of that there's like was it wasn't like wasn't like a naked body of that one blonde girl or something was like talking through somebody else with with his voice at one scene, yeah. and it was like really creepy and off putting and stuff. And the, oh, but, yeah. but then the real mo- the new movie, like he just shows up as like a grim reaper dude on a regular basis. Yeah, and says the same sentence over and over. Yeah, because in the because in the old movie, uh, he like he was just because the difference too is like the main the villain that we think is the villain. Um, he's like he's not the Winter Soldier. 
Yeah, he's he's basically <laughs> the Winter Soldier, where he's just like a dude who's like, I don't remember life. I'm bef- actually your best buddy. It yeah. turns out at the end of the movie, yeah, he, and but, I'm wearing bad make. I'm wearing dark makeup, and I'm hired to get the guy that actually made us. Yeah, and he's like, but his entire like character arc. Oh my is, god, I didn't realize to just now that he's the Winter Soldier. Yeah, like his entire character uh, arc is like, I am the bad. And I remember nothing. And, and then she's like, he yeah, can't but... He if it's supposed to be my Microsoft sound Sam sounding <laughs> yeah. or not. He, he keeps sending robotic, roboticized the not, like, back and yeah, forth. Yeah, he keeps, like... Like, somehow is everything about him but his... Like, everything about him it is broken. It sounded like every single time he spoke, he had a different voice filter on. So yeah. you were more confused by what his voice was supposed to sound uh, like. And so, like, yeah. And so, basically, you... She, like, the Major goes and tries to hack and find him. And she, like, goes through a disco club or whatever, like a strip club, and she's, like, shifting through people, and they turn to squares, and she, like, goes and sees him, and he's, like, bagah, and she, like, <laughs> and he, like, it starts hacking her somehow, I guess, because he's just, like, so he was hanging out in the in the geisha's memory, waiting for someone to show up, frozen in position, and then the moment someone showed up, he was, like, eh, it, and was, then, it was a generally unhelpful visual aid for hacking. Yes, and then so it's like I don't know what I, I'm not sure what half this thing is supposed to symbolize. Yeah, and so then hacking in that show in that in that like universe, I use force push on you, which makes you have a seizure, but then know exactly where I am. I guess. Yes, and so like the hacking in this was like a bunch of people in black spandex running against her and it's po- a flash and, mob. Yeah, it was just a flash mob of <laughs> it's a flash mob of flesh mob. Yeah, it was just a flash flesh mob, and they were just like <laughs> grabbing her and trying to pull her down, and that was it. And then, like, and then so Bato's like, hey, you need to, like, get her out of there. And she's like, I can't. And he's like, okay. And he just unplugs her. And then that's okay, I guess. Uh, there's no, there's no repercussions for that. Uh, so then she just sits up and they're like, she's like, I know where he is. Let's go. I'm just, I'm, and I'm, when the, the moment that happened, I was like, you unplugged her while she was auto saving. Yeah. <laughs> like, All data's lost. They have to start over now. <laughs> I, I was really, and that's the other thing that's really weird, too, is that they never established that the major is good at hacking. Because they, like, because they... they she, if you judge by that scene, it seems like she's really bad at hacking. Yes. <laughs> she like, didn't seem like she did a good job at all. Not only that, but, like, she, like it, she's, like, the least capable thing in the planet because they yeah. wiped her entire memory. So they're like, nothing. You have a year to learn stuff. And it's like, what? Why would you... What kind of weapon... She apparently became a super agent with amazing skills in one year only. Yeah. Which might have been, like, because she's a robot person, but you could at least, like show some of her lo- like wow you learn fast like no we just skipped the whole year yeah and so they're like okay well let's go to the nightclub i guess so they go to like the fucking nightclub they bring the girl along to bring to give bato guns later um and then so they go into the fucking nightclub and so she's like trying to find this guy she gets taken uh put handcuffs on and attached to a stripper pole yeah which she apparently gets t- she, she gets can't ta- break at all and then she just starts getting like just shocked over and over again. Yeah. Like to and uh, to a weird amount. Like it started to feel like just Scarlett Johansson was all like, "Yeah, so we're just gonna do like ten takes. You're gonna like pick one of them, right? And then they use like four of them, like yeah. back to back or something." Because she gets like tasered by the stun baton just over and over for like a weird amount of time, cutting back and forth between her being electrocuted and the and Bato just being at the bar doing yeah. this thing. While the bartender look just glares at him like somebody who definitely was a he, good bartender. I, I thought he was that. I thought he was what's his face the uh, the machete guy. No, what? 
I thought he was him. Danny at, Trejo? Yeah, I thought he was Danny Trejo at first. I was like, is that Danny Trejo? Whoa. And I was like, oh, wait, no, it's not. He's no, like, it's just somebody who, un- yeah. who undoes beer bottles angrily. Well, he, I mean, he had, he was like, he was clearly Hispanic. He had a he lot of... He was like of, half machine. Yeah, but he was like half machine, had a bunch of tattoos. And I was like, that almost looks <laughs> like him. And he had the same haircut where he was like, had the uh, same hair, the same long beard in the front. I was like, is that him? And then I was like, oh, no, it's not because he's like thin. No. And that's, that's not him. <laughs> But yeah, he's like the worst bartender ever where he doesn't ask Bato what drink he wants. Bato just puts his thumb on a thumb payment system. And then he just glares and, at him angrily. Yeah, then he just gets mad at him, hands him a bottle, and Bato's just like, I guess I'll drink it. And then just starts drinking it. And I was like, I'm angry about doing my job. Yeah. Bartender, man. And then, uh, yeah, and so then the major, like, I guess can't talk in the stripper room. I guess they put like a... Uh, communications blocking field in the stripper room sure uh and the uh, only time that happens yeah and so it was a worthwhile investment nothing says convenient plot contrivances like when you invent a rule for one scene that never comes up again or is never established beforehand yeah and so she like because i guess she couldn't ever tell going in that that was there even though she's a super cyborg she couldn't tell that she was going into a jamming room yeah and apparently like i guess because she's a robot that can rip open like the top of a military grade spider tank she can't break a stripper pole with handcuffs on so she just kind of like took it She just sat there and let this happen. Yeah, it's one of the shocking... It's the one of the many cattle prod scenes that seem to happen, which is a reoccurring thing throughout the film. Yes. Like, every now and then a guy will just start shocking her over and over again, and the movie doesn't really like to establish that strongly what effect that even has on her. She just... Like, Cause like in the stripper she just, scene, like, she gets shocked a few times, and then she's like, "Oh well, I guess I'm done now." And she just decides to just ruin everybody. And I'm yeah. like, "What happened? Like, what?" Yeah, what? she just she gets fed up being shocked. I yeah, guess that's four times is enough. I'm I'm over it now. Yeah, it's like, and well, so that got me off. Time to continue forward. Yeah, <laughs> I don't understand what's happened. She just like after being shocked a couple of times and clear like after the after the twelfth time of her going like, "Hey, does anyone hear me?" And nobody responding. Yeah. She finally is like, maybe I should just beat these guys up. So she just beats them up. And uh, and then just... And the, this segment show, was one of the things where it shows how rushed the whole movie feels. And that yeah. every scene goes too fast. And is usually cutting between multiple perspectives really rapidly. Yes. And the overall scenes are usually really short. And often they often barely establish why they're there in the first place. They barely establish what they accomplish. And then they just move on. And there's, like, very little time for characterization or developments or anything interesting to ever happen. Yeah. And just you just fucking move on with your life so often. And it's... There's so many weird scenes. Like, in this... And also, this is the scene where, like, at the end of all of this, they reunite. And she just barely almost catches up with Reaper Man, but not actually. And he gets away because he was a hologram the whole time again. Yeah. And they blow up. And Bato's no, no, eyes, same. but only his eyes, get injured. Because this is the same, that's the, the, when they're at the bar, that's when Bato ends up losing his eyes. Right, right, Because right. they have to conveniently, because just like I've talked about before, like when they reuse exact things from the previous movie, they're like, oh, he's got those eye things. So, okay, we're going to put the eye things in the movie, but we want it to be a reveal. Yeah. All right, now we need to reverse engineer a scene where he hurts his eyes so we can put that in. And so what the, what happens is an, an entire room explodes and Major shoves Bato and out of the way, but somehow... He perfectly gets his eyes blinded in a way that doesn't scar any part of his body in any way er, 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 at all, except for losing his eyes entirely. Yeah, he doesn't even lose his hair. His face isn't even burned. Yeah. 
Like he's just like ah screaming, and then I was like, now you got silly eyes. Here you go. He's yeah. silly eyes that will constantly make whirring noises. Yeah, they're not get, get used to that. I'm it's, sure it's really loud inside your head. <laughs> yeah, it's couldn't oil that up a little bit. It's really weird. Uh, yeah, because then like yeah, he's like set up a bomb there because I guess he knew she was someone was going to show up at that place, which I'm glad the establishment just even lets though a he's bomb. apparently not trying to kill her supposedly. Yeah, he wasn't. He didn't want to kill her. He's trying to connect with her, but then keeps trying to kill her in every other scene. It seems. Yeah, for some reason. But so then Bato gets his goofy eyes, which uh, he makes only one expression when he gets them originally like yeah. that scene where she's leaving and he can like see it through look, the wall or like something I can look, he looks he looks at her boobies oh yeah he looks at the nurse's boobs i'm like ha i, I can do yeah, that and he now. makes like some weird expression where the eyes like push in on themselves <laughs> and i was like oh i guess he has like full control over like how those eyes work it's just the awkward and, makeup yeah because they have to because he's a real actor with real eyeballs, they have to put a weird patch of thing over his eyes that themselves are, like, sealed to his face to make it look like they're over his eyes. Which means if he ever moves his eyes or or makes any facial expressions, those th- those weird towers sticking out of his face are just going to move with yeah. the skin. And that's exactly what happens sometimes, which is why he, they just make him not express half the time. Yes. So now Bato has silly eyes. <laughs> uh, and then they go... By the way, I, I w- because I saw the first trailer and saw how dumb they looked, I was really hoping they were just gone. Because the movie opens with them not having them. Yes. So I was like, oh, maybe they just like really, really realized that was a terrible idea based on the trailer and just did a few reshoots. Because I'm totally cool with them just not having silly eyes. I would. I actually didn't... I, I thought he looked super weird because yeah. he already looks like Guy Ferrelli. Guy Ferrari? Or Guy Ferrari, yeah. <laughs> he already looks like Guy Ferrari, but I, like, I was like... Guy- I was like, I'll overlook it, oh, but no. like the moment he got the silly eyes, I was like, oh, now he's just oh, like, no. now he's just just got. Like, you know what he needed? What he needed like thick ass like goggle sized eyes. I things. thought that's what they're gonna do. Yeah, I thought that's Oops. what they were fucking gonna do. Like, like why uh, wouldn't you do that? He, sh- I don't know if this is true or not because I have fuzzy memory, but he should have looked like uh, Hellboy from Pacific Rim. Whatever Ron Perlman was wearing, doesn't he have, like, glasses on like that in that movie? Oh, yeah. He should have looked like fucking Ron Perlman or something. Like, anything besides what they get where he's got tiny little fucking yeah. caplets sticking out of his eyeballs it's, that yeah, move it's like his somebody, eyes. It's like someone took... It's so dumb. It's like it's like someone took, uh, like, a cylinder tube, put a fucking camera in it, and yeah. then just stuck it on his eye and was like... Good enough. And you know it's just a hollow tube because all the all of those little micro moments where you can kind of see a lens type thing whirring around inside yeah. are of course CG. Yes. So like it's one of the only things in the movie that looks truly cheap, besides from besides all the scenes where somebody is entirely CG, which look really fake. Yeah, those look really. They look bad. like jelly people. Yeah. It looks like uh, it just to just to skip straight to that that sort of reoccurring thing is that whenever somebody animates in this movie and they're a fully 3D person, they look like Neo looked like in Matrix Re- Reloaded when yes. he fights with the pipe and yeah. he's clearly a video game character and he's just like woof and he's so wobbly and weird with all his movements. Because like there's a scene, what the, one of the first times they fully use it is is during the Spire Tank scene, where Major is like running along debris like fucking Final Fantasy Seven Advent yeah. Children in the most comical way ever, and she just looks like this weird jelly person, and it looks way too like it looks too much like 
like it's that it's that weird stuff that happens in stuff like the uh, the Philips CDI Zelda games, where clearly yeah. somebody made keyframes, but then the person that was supposed to do the frames in between that for the animation just did mathematical averages along the way. So it's such a perfect and smooth, swimmy motion for every animation, and yeah. none of it works like people move, and it's so swimmy and fake looking. That you can't buy it for a second. No, and the I, I I had to stop myself from laughing, and I think you just did act, actually just did laugh yeah. when they tried to do the side by side ending scene and <laughs> Reaper Mick ripped apart pants dude is uh, like yeah, clawing his way forward towards Major, and he looks hilarious because he looks like he's made of actual jelly. Like everything, like. This arm, like this arm and to here are clearly him. The rest is all green screen. So when he goes yeah. like this, it looks normal. But the rest of his body is like, yeah. like every, sliding along. Every motion feels like it's <laughs> moving too fast and too slow somehow at the yeah. same time. And yeah, all the fleshy bits look like like a waterbed. Yeah. Like, I'm like, it's what the fuck so happened bad. to the CG of this movie? It's, it's impressive how they fucked it up. Maybe that's why all the holograms are Legos, so that you don't question what they look like otherwise. Yeah. Because they look really messed up. It's it's interesting. So, so then, like, okay, so immediately by gets silly eyes he uh <laughs> they wow what do they even do after that he they go uh they go back the movie gets a little hard to follow yeah the movie this, starts... this is around the time where uh because she saved him which that's like the first mission since she was just getting repaired a second ago but she got blown up so now she's getting 3d printed again yeah which means that they're talking about the hol- they're talking about the glitches that are her past again and she's getting her bodies rebuilt again and she's yeah. talking to the same doctor lady again so so and so they could just reinforce like oh look how artificial she looks look how much we like to use this one weird taffy effect on her body and look how much we keep bringing up the idea that these pills keep this uh medication she takes uh, keeps the glitches away because they keep reminding you this to the point where it gets silly yeah but then this builds up to one of the most squandered moments of the entire uh movie which is one of the things that stuck with me in the original movie was those two guys talk, those two random guys talking in the truck, and like this guy's talking about his past and stuff like that, and just sharing stories, which we will later find out are completely fabricated and not real. Yeah. In this one, he gets like half a sentence off before he gets mind controlled. Like he basically is like, oh, if 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 it plays, apparently if it plays or she should, it hurts or she should play piano, and then it's like. Bzzz. Now we're killer robots. I'm like, that's not how that scene went. Yeah. So like they're using, they're establishing the same scene, but not having any of the impact or depth to it. And there, yeah, there's no like, and it's it's interesting too because like in the original Ghost in the Shell, you understood exactly why that character did what he did. Yeah, and you, and why their behavior seemed tragic. Yeah, like he was he was all, he was doing what he was doing because he thought he was sending money. Like, he was trying to, he was doing a thing where he's like, all he thought he'd doing is just like swiping a card for a guy, and the guy was gonna give him money that he can use to help out his family. Yep. But like, in this, he's just eating ramen in a bag, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> like, and all of a sudden they're taking mind control over, they ram into a car, they both Which, get out with way, fucking weapons. By the way, let's just cover the fact that, like, we're talking about the idea of recycling scenes without the purpose for them being there anymore. Yeah. Like, we like we talked about the later scene that happens in this scene, which is the when they fight in the water and everything. But this beginning part's also recycled because uh, in the original movie, if I'm if I remember correctly, his false his false family and false and false backstory is all there to motivate him to do the things he's going to do. Yes. But in this movie, 
he has the same fake background for some reason, but then he just goes, he they get mind controlled. They literally like a switch flips in their brain. Yeah. And they're literally like mindless drones that do the exact thing. Like the guy's like, I'm pushing the buttons in your brain. And they're like, putting down the realm and I'm driving like a robot. I'm now assaulting people. It's like, yeah, why did you, why does he have a fake background? Yeah, why did you if, even, it's not, if it's not his motivation, like, why did you even erase his memories? And so they also, can do the same interrogation scene where it's like, but my daughter, I need yeah. to talk to my daughter. I'm like, but this doesn't mean anything because yeah. like you, his daughter doesn't exist, but he's not, but that's, also is not fabricated to make him that's do things. The thing is like, it, it's, there's so much about the original ghost of the shell. The whole thing is supposed to be a fucking entire commentary on the concept of putting your brain in a robot body. Artificiality. Yeah, it's the idea of, like, what makes you different, what makes a human separate from an AI. Yeah. And that's the entire crux of the situation. Like, that's what comes up with, like, like these video games like Nier and stuff like that. Like, you you hit a point where, like, you start finding out over the course of the franchise of Nier that basically humans don't exist anymore, and literally everyone you think is human is some kind of android trying to be human and things like that, and there's so many levels of artificiality introduced that you start questioning the point of any of it and what humanity means and what you're even are trying to achieve. And that's what the first ghost in the shell did too. Like that's the big inspiration here. Yeah. This one doesn't do any of that. No, this one doesn't even understand the concept. No, like it, it threw that. And like, so it threw the scene together. So first of all, it takes the, the guy from the dump, the dump, uh, the, uh, trash, the trash guy, the trash yeah. collectors. He wasn't even the original bad guy. All he did was he swiped cards and then they arrested him. Um, then, so they combined that guy and the real guy who was setting up the cards into yeah. one character so they could so do that. So he was being manipulated by no one almost. Yes, in a weird he was way. being it's manipulated really, by it's, nobody. It's really weirdly roundabout. Yeah. And so, uh, so like basically they go to try to kill the doctor that the major hangs out with all the time and they fail, like they show, like the section nine shows up and they, uh, and they're like, oh, we're going to stop it. And so one of the guys just books it for some fucking reason uh i don't he was still being mind controlled but he just like runs away as yeah. if for and like he went to the ocean for like some reason like because he can't swim because he's artificial and they just sink him running would have made more sense before based on the idea that like he was a he, he, like, he was just an innocent if he person was, if he's yeah like going based on some kind of motivation yeah but instead he was like he was still under mind control there's, there's a clear scene that's meant to imply that like he's 100 percent being controlled like a like an rc car or something like yeah he's just doing things and, he has to do and to have the mind control guy just run away makes no sense because it's like i don't under like because the, the the idea of you mind controlling somebody is to just have them do the job regardless like it's not yeah. like you care if they survive so why did you have this guy run off at all? And so the major goes, does the invisible fight scene in the lake, uh, beats the shit out of him, takes him back, and then, yeah, it's like the scene where he's like, but my family, but my kid. And she's like, you don't have none of that. She like shows a picture of himself, and she's like, is this your kid? And he's like, yeah, that's my kid. And but what was confusing is wasn't wasn't Major showing a picture of himself at himself? Yes. And he thought, somehow thought it was his own ch- his daughter, which yes. is weird in its which own is, right. Yeah. But but uh, this scene sets up something that starts happening throughout the film too that bothers bothers me, which is that when you look at the visual design of a of a location, you can tell what exactly what the scene is is designed for, because this is a movie that constantly has like oh this is going to happen in a scene. Let's reverse engineer the entire room and everything about it to make this exact thing happen for the scene. It's like for example the opening scene was like oh here's all here's an entire table 
pointing at a giant window so that we can oh, have the yeah. snipe everybody in the head scene of uh, as she comes in through the window. In this case, the moment I see this weird noose contraption that he's walking around with in this interrogation room, I'm like he's gonna hang himself. That's literally like, why would you even have one? Why would you even have a thing in an interrogation room where the interrogated guy can just hang themselves? I thought that was really weird that yeah. it was just an, it was scene, just short enough that you could snap your neck. Yeah, with it. and the movie little the scene literally ends with him hanging himself with yeah. it. I'm like, what the fuck? He doesn't even hang himself. He just jumps to the ground yeah, and he like, snaps his neck. Like, yeah, like what it's the literally fuck? it's literally just a thing hanging from the ceiling that's too short to reach the floor to keep him in the middle of the room for some reason, as opposed to any other thing ever. Yeah. It's just a, contri- a weird contrivance to make the scene and, happens. And, for- Which, and this comes this comes back later, because the climax of the movie, immediately, the fucking villain walks into a rainy room, <laughs> because for some reason his house has a greenhouse room that rains constantly to make ambiance or whatever. <laughs> He has an indoor rain room for some reason where he will there and he pilots his tank from that he room. He pilots his tank in the middle of the rain. Yeah, for some like, reason he could be in an like, office. It's thematic that the climax is the villain in rain, and almost immediately from seeing that room, I'm like, he's gonna get shot and he's gonna fall backwards into that tub of water, isn't he? That's yeah. that's like person shaped, and lo and behold, fucking funny haired old guy just walks on in and is like. I'm here to confront you, and he shoots him, and he falls backwards into the fucking pool of water that's perfectly human-shaped. I'm like, God damn it! literally the rooms are designed in ways that tell me what's going to happen later in this yeah. movie, because it's so fucking... It's, it's Everything about this movie is literally like, we want to reach this point. How do we cr- create the stuff that makes that point happen? And that's the whole logic of the movie's design. Yeah, it's, it's just it's so not good. It's hard and to sit through. So after after uh, Dumpy over here hangs himself, they figure out exactly where... Uh, the big bad guy is. So they basically raid his compound, which is like, I guess, a farm to get more bodies for his neural network that he's building to keep himself alive forever uh, is the gist of it all. Or to strike back. Well, I think, well, the way he said it was like, you should become one, of, like, you should join. Join my network. Yeah, join yeah. my it's network. One those, it's one of those things where and, they, they almost, they put such little lip service to the actual goal of the villain that you have to like try to reverse engineer or fucking like start making like theory yeah. theory videos on YouTube to I, figure out what the plot I of the don't movie even, is. Like if I was to wager a theory he's making his own tour network so it's just him. They want you to just think hey and, he's the bad guy go get yeah. him. Yeah and either way so she she goes down a hall she starts chasing after him four guys show up and start hitting her with stun batons again because that's a fucking theme in this movie. Yeah. So like again people come out and start stunning her. I don't know why. Why didn't the spider tank have stun batons? Could have just saved itself Could've right there. Could have just stunned away. Like, this movie wants um, to be her, her to be powerless enough to get taken down by random people with stun batons throughout the entire film, but then also fight a giant spider tank with her bare hands at the yeah. end of the film. So, so then she gets stunned, the bad guy hooks her up to a thing, and he's like, well, now we're one. I put myself into you. Uh, and, like, my ghost is now into your ghost. Is this entire movie and, trying to be a rape metaphor? Is that what they're going yes? for? Yes. Like people think, like people keep putting stuff inside the protagonist, and she literally, like, we haven't talked about this yet. Somehow, we haven't talked about this yet. I'm, but, I'm saving it but for the throughout best. the entire film. Anytime anything happens with her, when she hacks into somebody, or when somebody uh, edits her data, or gives her medication, or anything, she literally always is like, "I am major, and I consent. I consent." Over and over again, all the way up to a climax where she'd be like, "I do not consent," and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like, is this all an attempted rape metaphor? Is that what they're going for? Is I don't that know. Is that where they show her tragic past and how she was 
made into a monster and everything like that, whereas that was never what this was about. Because that wasn't her consent, Keith. She didn't consent to be a monster. Yeah, like, it's like they went from the a source material that's about transhumanism to a new movie that's like a young adult film about cyber rape. <laughs> like, it seems to be the premise. Fucking cyber like, rape. if it's not about that, what is it about this time? Like, what is... Uh, the movie... Is it about something this th- time? Yeah, this time the movie is about, like, uh, is about how greedy corporations shouldn't be allowed to control human evolution. Question mark? <laughs> the end? I don't... Like, that's the thing I don't understand. I have no fucking idea. Because because the fucking... So, like, to, okay, so that's why I was trying to explain this. To get to the point, you meet the bad guy. He shows up. He's basically a fucking, like, fucking stitched-together Tim Burton nightmare. Yeah. And he's like, hey, 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 how's it going? And he explains that he is the he is one of ninety eight other people that were attempted to become cyborgs like the major, but failed and were just thrown out. I guess like you just take the body, throw it in the dumpster, and hope for the best. And uh, and apparently they're really not very thorough or scientific or careful about any of this because yeah, he's alive. He's still alive. And uh, and so he explains that he's like he is a person with a brain in a body. And he just doesn't know, like, he he just doesn't work. And he ex- How hard is it to remember to just kill a brain? They're literally, they're, they're all... It's not bra- hard because it shows at the fucking end. Yeah, like, yeah, when the squeeze, the yeah. squeeze claw that starts squeezing well, no, his head. Well, no, the fucking, the major, when she's sitting in the chair, and they're like, all right, inject her with the fucking brain killing stuff. Yeah. So they have the technology, they just didn't want to do it because they're assholes. Or just, but, like, just stick something in it. It's a brain. <laughs> like, they're literally, it's an exposed brain yeah. inside of a weird cage. And they somehow failed to kill one of them correctly. And either way, he, like, explains to her that, like, every, like, all... They're all lying to you. The whole company just is taking people and turning them into robots. So the, and the guy so, that Kuze is supposed to be from the original film, he was not tied to the major at all, was he? No, he was yeah. a uh, he was an AI created in, by the United States, I believe. I believe he was an artificial and, intelligence created and, by the United States, and and he, standalone. I mean, uh, Adult Ghost in the Shell takes place in Japan, right? Yes. Like it's specifically supposed to be a very distant character. Uh, yeah, all because. Uh, but be, they're both. But in this one, not only they're from the same project, they're they were friends beforehand. Yes. Like maybe it. The fact that their names are together almost seems to suggest that they were like romantically involved before they turned. Well, into no, monsters. they all just slept on that one bed, Keith. Yeah, like, but the two. Ninety-eight people slept on one bed, Keith. <laughs> It does imply that seemingly ninety-eight people were. I mean, they show this fucking. They show this house that she came from. It's like this is where all the runaways live, and it's like a room. Yeah, it's just like it's not even the size of this living room. It's smaller. It's like a bedroom, and they and then it shows a scene where they're like stealing all the people from it, and they're pulling out like people after people after people. Like Like, it's it's a fucking clown car. Yeah, and also (laughs) also for some reason they set it on fire. Seems like a a bad plan for capturing people is to set their house on fire. Like, you already surrounded them with armed guards. Well, there's only one exit. They're children, and you surrounded them with armed guards. I don't think you need to light the whole thing on fire. That seems like a bad plan if you want to use them. it was still there, so I guess it worked. Maybe they didn't really experiment on 98 people, because, like, 70 of them suffocated to death before they made it there, and that's just part of the total. I guess. They, like, they already used up the names and no numbers Either way, 98 people were presumed to be stuffed into a room together sharing a bed and a pillow, because that's all that was there. It was just one half of a bed and a pillow, (laughs) and I don't don't understand. Which apparently was an area they call the lawless zone, which is just mentioned once and never ex- examined or explained upon at any it point also, in the movie. It also, nobody lives there. 
Because if they did, they're dead now. Um, the lawless zone. What is that? I don't know. We brought it up for the convenience of this yeah. one scene, and we'll never talk about it again. I don't know. But uh, but basically, after the guy expl- the main the bad guy explains to the major what he is and all this bullshit, she runs off with him, and she's like, "I gotta figure out my life." And so what she does is to figure out her life, she just jumps into the ocean. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so the next scene is like the old guy and Bato, and he's like, "Yo, we need to get the major. There's a kill oh, hit God on her." It. And Bato's like, "Oh, I know where she is." God damn it! And he goes on a boat. And on that, this I don't, is apparently one of the only character traits we're going to give the major is yeah. that she likes to dive to the bottom of the ocean sometimes because it scares her and yeah. it makes her feel alive. Then, I guess. Um, yeah. And so and this is the part where <laughs> it's like it's it's a part of what makes the original movie what it is, but it's also one of the things I criticize is that we then get a in the original anime we get a very long drawn out monologue about like philosophy basically yeah. right here. And I don't mind the con. I don't mind the content of the of the monologue. I just don't like that the movie apparently ran out of budget in the animation here because th- this yeah. particular scene is literally just a slowly zooming camera on Major as her mouth flaps open over and over again and yeah. sync with her dialogue and nothing else is happening, which is weird because earlier they were like, "Here's a ten minute extended segment of music and like cityscapes and stuff." So I'm like, yeah. "Hang on a minute." What happened here? <laughs> I, but, yeah. and, but at least there was a purpose to the scene, was to have that whole scene, right? Yes. But here, in the 2017 film, she comes up from the ocean, she says that line about how it makes her afraid, then it's like, Bato's like, do you trust me? It's like, yeah, I do, and I hate that. And then the scene ends. I'm like, what? That's the whole scene? We, yeah. You literally just... We're like, this is the boat scene from the movie. We're going to do it here, because we just do stuff from the other movie without thinking yeah. about why we're doing it. And... It was also weirder, too, because, like, in, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, and I think I am, is that in the previous, uh, what's it called? In, in the original Ghost in the Show movie, she just, like, isn't she just, like, naked and jumps into the ocean? But in this one, she's, like, actually wearing a wetsuit. Yeah. What, uh, what does a wetsuit do for her? Nothing, because her face still has lines that water can get into. And her wetsuit, so, her wetsuit just looks like the rest of her body normally does without a wetsuit, yeah. except a different color. Except, yeah, it's just like, it's just navy. Why does it's she like own a wetsuit? Where'd she even get a boat? I don't know. Does she feel, like, How any did, self-consciousness about her body? Like, did, does she actually care to cover up in the first place? No. Well, in the in the original movie, she doesn't. Because yeah. Bato's always the one that's throwing fucking jackets yeah. on her, and she's like... Literally whatever. throwing clothes yeah. at her. He, like, throws clothes film. at her on the daily, but, like, <laughs> the Major's just like, I don't give a shit, I'm a robot. Like, these are fake boobs, I don't yeah. care. But like, now I cover it in a layer of felt, so it's different. Yeah, I mean, this, you know, it, she's also the woman who basically wears, like... I put fucking, latex on my latex. Yeah. <laughs> so... Like a double latex. Either way, it's just stupid. And so she goes to, like, undress out of the wetsuit, uh, and she's like, I know where he is. And he's like, okay. And then they just take the boat. What, <laughs> they just drive off. What's insane about this scene is that, like, this is where one of the climaxes happen? Yeah. Because they finish the boat scene, and she gets immediately, like, taken charge of by the, the military group that, she, that they're working there. for. Yeah, he just vanishes from the scene, which is weird, because it it's yeah. implied that they're, they're together in that scene, and then he's just not in the next scene when they arrive at the, and the, it's, the at the it's coast. It's a different time of day, too. 
like, yeah, so like, she, they leave just, on the boat at night, and then she's like, I need to be back on the radar so he can but catch me. But it's clearly me. filmed in a way but, to imply that they're arriving back from the boat, right? Yeah, like, because she's at the port. Yeah. So she gets off the boat at the dock, and then, like, all these troops are there. Yeah. And she's like, I guess I'm, I guess you found me. And I'm like, yeah. I don't, did time pass? Like, did it take you? Was this you? intentional? Are you planning yeah. on getting captured? Yeah. Are you stupid? Well, she wanted to get it, it captured, but I was like, did you wait 12 but hours to plan, get captured? But or? her plan for being captured is insane, because all she does is just, like, park a boat. Like, and then well, get no, out. Like, well, no, when they capture her, she just gets like strapped up, and they're gonna—they're just gonna kill her. Yeah, like, and she's powerless to do anything about it. And I'm like, you just walked into this. Yeah, and Bato wasn't there at all. Like yeah, he just no, let this there's happen. There's no exit plan. You literally yeah. like the only way to live this situation is for the doctor who. Uh, apparently signed off on 99 people dying uh, is going to have a change of heart right now and save you at the cost of her own life. Yeah. So she's like, here's all of your memories. Run, run. Uh, yeah, also, so like, so they strap her to this thing. They have a talk about like, you need to kill her. She's fucking defiant. And the lady's like, she's still a human though. And he's like, yeah, but she ain't the weapon I want. And she's like, what? And then the, the, she even asks, she's like, what the fuck do you want? <laughs> she's like, I don't understand. Like, she's the pinnacle of human evolution, and you just want to yeah. toss her the fuck Delete out? Delete her and start over. It's like, but you're just going to make another person a robot? Like, don't... But you don't want them to be people. But you keep making them out of people. Yeah. But you don't want them to be people. And he's like, silence, take this and kill her. And he's like, okay. Take this very obviously colored red vial of murder and put it in her. Yeah. And what so, are you doing over there with the yellow vial? So I'm not going to question o- this. She goes over to the fucking machine, and there's a yellow vial there. <laughs> and you just have to ask, who the fuck put the yellow vial there, and why didn't they get fired? Like, it's the magical, apparently that's like adrenaline or something, just snaps her out of all the drugs. Yeah, I don't know, because because it looks the same like the medicine they were get, like she was taking the whole time, because it's the same color. But she just injects it directly into her brain. Also, why is this guy like a mega monster and a horrible person and actively trying to murder everyone and is just like this comical supervillain and the least interesting villain ever, but the core villain of the entire film, and he won't just shoot her in the head? Like, it's like, you should be the one to do it, is the line they give. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, why are you fucking caring about her feelings? Like, you you worked for this. You should be the one to do it. It's good. It's like, what? <laughs> like, what do you, why do you care? Like, not even that. You were literally there as children were being kidnapped. Like, you were standing there, yep. watching it happen, instructing them to put them in the car. And then and you I, went I, so far as to yep. kill 98 of them on trying to get a perfect one. You got one, wanted it to become a weapon. You're like, but you get to kill it. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Who are you? What the fuck? <laughs> There's so many weird contrivances to killing people. Like, that was that one. And then, like, later in the spider tank scene, he's pointing 17 guns directly at the at the other, the original supposed villain. And all he has to do is just shoot him. But he won't. But then, like, yeah, he just doesn't shoot him for the longest time. But every time. But then Major shoots him. Major shoots his tank doing no perceivable damage. And now he's like, well, I gotta completely change my direction and get distracted by this and shoot in all these directions yeah. instead of just shooting the guy I'm here to shoot. And then later, when he gets back to paying attention to the to Kuze, he's then like, I'm now going to stick this thing on your head that slowly squeezes it dramatically instead yeah. of just shooting his head. And I'm like, there's so many scenes where this guy could just kill all of the characters he wants to kill and just doesn't do that. Yeah. It's... Yeah, so basically the Major... So then the Major just, like, books it. She just leaves uh, the facility... And uh, she goes, she get the, the doctor gives her a little key. Or... By the way, making no attempt to preserve the life of the person who just helped her. She yes. She just leaves nope, her. She just leaves. And uh, g- g- guess what? The fucking guy that would just, you just stopped gets back up and shoots her to death. Yeah. 
You and, did thanks. Uh, you did that. <laughs> not only that, when she was escaping, she like made a dude fly by punching him in the neck. Like she like did a like she slid on her knees and hit a guy in the neck with like a baton, and he went just spiraling in the air like physics turned off. And I, I like I fucking laughed at that. I was like, she's sitting here beating people up, and she it's just like the kind of stuff that happened during that shallow water fight. Yeah, where, like he would kick a dude, he would kick the dude, and she would he would perfectly level off in midair horizontally and spin like a carnival ride yeah in slow motion i'm like what yeah it was isn't that guy just like, i don't even know how much of him is human like i feel like you're just like destroying a human because later he's gonna <laughs> later he's gonna hang himself so like i feel like it's pretty human yeah so, like, it's, how are you doing this it's very weird but uh but also, also he's human enough to hang himself but not human enough that he can be hacked and manually controlled by someone <laughs> Yeah, so he's like, yeah, so his he's like cybernetic, but I guess necks are still as oh. fragile as ever. I don't know, but so the the doctor before she before the major escapes gives her like a bag with numbers on it, and she takes the I bag see, with numbers on. It's, it's I, supposed to be a key. We couldn't or something. see it up close. No, it it, it, it like it, it was glowing. There's a thing like in this she, game where all the holograms are often relatively clear, but a lot of the physical objects people are carrying are often like really weird it looks like like i'm looking right now at at, at uh andrew's uh uh majora's mask cartridge yeah and it's got a hologram cover which means that it's unreadable from this distance and just looks like a wet smudge and that's kind of what everything all the physical objects in this movie look like yeah. is they're they're covered in some sort of shitty holofoil shit where like you're like i don't know it gave you a bluey baggy thing yeah, which he, i think was supposed to be like it's like I think the it's key supposed to the to, apartment i think it's supposed to be one of those like dog tag shaped uh keychain things that would have like a number for a key okay so i think that's supposed to be like like they said it had the number of the apartment that yeah. she goes to on it but like she pulls it out of the bag and i was like oh it's like a physical object yeah, like, like, what it, is this object was... for and she never uses it she just pulls it out of the bag and then is immediately yeah, at the what was confusing about it is that because they just hand her something i was like oh maybe it's a chemical or like a data download i thought it was a, download. I thought it was a data yeah, disc because like it's, it's the it's, same looking yeah. disc as the one she put in the fucking computer she hands it to her and says this is your past the real one and so you think oh it's like it's her memories yeah like they, that's da- what, they, yeah, they, that's they download them but it's literally just like here's the here's the here's the uh here's the key card here's to the your apartment. apartment room you should go to yeah to learn your past it's like that seems like the most contrived possible not, way to handle this. Not only that, so they so she goes oh God, she, she goes to this apartment. She goes to this fucking apartment and immediately uh, catches an escaping cat. And yeah, is like is this yours, mom? <laughs> yeah, she like catches this cat and she and the lady's like, oh, you got it, thank uh, you. Come in, come in to a stranger. Yeah, um, she invites a stranger into her home and and so she like looks around. She's like, huh, that's weird. It's like you got an extra room. Whose room's that? And she's like, oh, that's my daughter. She's dead. Exactly and, one year yeah, ago. Yeah, exactly one year ago, she was dead, and the ministry gave me her ashes. Not suspicious. So she immediately gives gives all of her backstory, being like, she was in the she, uh, lawless zone, and the yeah. military she got went after her, and she ran away, and she supposedly killed herself. The military gave me her ashes, and she was fierce. And uncontrollable and feisty. And she you hated were, technology. And you remind me just of her. I'm like, you, what? How? Yeah. Because the way he, she looks at her. Yeah, it was the dumbest line ever. Because, like, fucking Major walks in and is just staring at her as she says stuff. Yeah. Just quietly and politely just sitting there while having a confused look on her face. And somehow, immediately, this woman's like, you're my daughter. And I'm like, how? How could you yeah. ever... How could you ever start piecing this together? It's one thing if, like, it was a real human being that doesn't remember you. 
but like it's literally not even the body or the mind at this point. Like she doesn't she doesn't remember you, you're her own mom, yeah. and also is in a cyborg body that isn't even the same like race as she originally was. Like is completely unrecognizable. And she doesn't know what's going on. And somehow, within seconds, you're recognizing her as your own daughter, from, yeah. who you've described as being like feisty and uncontrollable. And but like, this person's just quietly sitting here. I'm like, also, what? Also, I I feel I feel so bad. But that the woman who played the mom, that was not uh, a good the, choice. The only person in the entire film that uh, does not seem to speak English fluently, yes. but is speaking English. Yes. But nobody else in the film does I that. Thought, I thought she was going to speak Japanese at first. Yeah, after... why doesn't she just speak Japanese with subtitles like the other character who does that in that movie? I don't know, but man, she can't fucking speak. She like, tried. She tried. Damn. I give her credit, but like, she had no emotion behind what she was saying. It was a fucking and humorous event. it would at event. least make more sense if everyone spoke English in this movie, but they don't. Yes. <laughs> so why does she have to speak English? I don't get it. It made no sense. It was stupid. And then all the in all the result was is that the major kind of like freaks out and then runs away and doesn't even bother having tea. And so then the major just yeah, runs. Yeah, that's rude, by the way. Yeah, she just fucking dips. And Makes so the, you tea and you just fucking run away. Yeah, and the mom's just like, I hope you come back. <laughs> like that's yeah, it. Yeah, me like like will you come back and visit me? And it's like yes. Like, like what? You're a stranger. And so a stranger like, who said like nothing by the way. Yeah, nothing. She said nothing. You just invited her in at random and then speeched at her for a while. I guess she's just a lonely old person. Like sometimes you see people at the store that will just like ask excessive questions and make conversation about like what time it is and shit like that because they're just like their wife or husband died years ago and they just any any human contact they try to stretch out yeah so maybe that's what they're going for yeah, but, but i don't just like, invite those sec- people into my house yeah, like- and usually don't within seconds assume that they're family yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah man. so the major runs off she gets like all freaked out and then uh so she's t- she calls the the headquarters section nine and Section Nine's like, yo, well, the bad guy, the bad guy now, the real bad guy, showed up and he's telling us you're like killing people and you're like a fucking liability. And she's like, no, we'll ask the doctor. She knows. And then they're like, yeah, that's the one you killed. And she's like, oh, well, shit. Uh, well, don't come and find me then. And so they don't. Um, <laughs> like, like that's all. That, like, basically, the bad guy goes like, "You better find her," and he's like, and the and the old boss guy is like, "All right, uh, whatever." And so, yeah, and then he then basically the major goes to the old house where nine like eighty nine or like ninety eight people lived in a small one bedroom home, and uh, she's like, then the reaper. It's, it's then, noteworthy that this was uh, before this happened, before the part where she goes there. Is the scene where they say, ah, oh, the team's burned or whatever. Like, the oh, lady yeah. says we're burned, and literally every member of the team gets hunted down by the evil corporation one by one, and none of them are successful, apparently, uh, at killing any of them. Yeah. <laughs> somehow. Which starts in the most comical way possible because the old guy gets into. Are the driver's seats on the right side in Japan, by the way? Yes. Okay. It's just like Europe. Yeah. Well, England. I think, I think the rest of the Europe is actually flipped from England. <laughs> I'm not sure. Really? It might be. I'm not. Oh. This is. We can't go too further yeah. on that without being, just saying. Either I don't way, know. Japanese I think, people. I don't think, Japanese I think. people sit on the right side of the car. Yeah. So he gets into his the driver's seat on the right side of the car, and an entire team of like just three six people. people. Was it three people? It's just three people. Three people with machine guns all fire into that side of his car in every direction, and 
like apparently he doesn't even take a single bullet nah, somehow. He's good. I guess he's got like a super bulletproof car. No, he's got a super bulletproof briefcase. Yeah, that too. So he then gets out of the car and starts shooting back at them, which is a bad seems like a bad plan to get out of the car as opposed to just like shooting out the window of your apparently bullet, bulletproof car. Uh well, they he fights them all. The head. Fights them all off one by one while conveniently holding up his briefcase over a small portion of his body that's apparently also bulletproof. And he manages to take them all out while taking every bullet possible, but none of them hitting his body. Yeah, it feels like watching fucking Jedi fight Droidicas. He's point. also like using a revolver. Yeah, for some reason, because uh, that's Togus's thing, but yeah. not the old guys. Uh, so he's like using a revolver for some fucking reason. And uh, then he, like, makes some line about, like, don't send rabbits to kill a wolf, and then kills a guy. Uh, and then... No, don't, don't don't send rabbits to kill a fox. Or fox, whatever. Because he's a foxy old man. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. And so he just gets back, he just walks away from his car. He's like, we've been burned. I don't need this car Yeah, anymore. he's like, I don't need it anymore. So he walks away, and then uh, everybody experiences being burned as well. Uh, yeah, but also he waits till that moment to say we've been burned as opposed to beforehand, yeah, yeah. even though it's apparently a completely in-sync strike where everyone's going to be attacked over the next couple of minutes, and he could have gotten them killed by not saying that any sooner. Yeah, I mean, so I, now, don't, I don't even know if Togusa can hear them, because he doesn't have implants, and he can't listen to, like, the neural network. Yeah. So maybe he can, Apparently Togusa but... can hear people, because he clearly does... Well, he doesn't they say really. He just like, and he immediately reacts and looks at the mirror, like, "Oh, someone's sneaking up behind me." It literally exists this exact yeah. moment, and he shoots people in every direction without getting shot somehow. That uh, this is where we get the moment we talked about before, where uh, where uh, what's his name? Uh, not Toka said the other name. Uh, Bato. Bato is like, I'm sitting next to my dog. Don't worry, I'll yeah, the, get, I got Google. it. And then yeah. they just don't show it. Or the Basset Hound. The yeah. Basset Hound. Basset Hound. Which apparently is the bestest dog, because like there's a bunch of dogs that are all buddies with him, but no, then the, suddenly uh, only the Basset Hound. Uh, that's just an inside joke, because um, the creator of Ghost in the Shell uh, has a Basset Hound, hmm. and but it's his favorite type of dog. Isn't there a Basset Hound in Ghost in the Shell? Like, uh, it's the second Ghost in the Shell movie. There's yeah. a Basset Hound, uh, and that's again just a reference to the creator. Yeah. So. Yeah, so that's every, the only reason so, they did it. So we know that we see those three go out, get taken after, but apparently, I assume they also went after the girl and the black guy, and then we know the black guy survived too because he's in the he's he's the sniper later. So yeah, they seem to have been completely unsuccessful as these giant uh, strike teams to take out these random soldier dudes that we've never established were particularly capable or especially interesting. Like yeah, I think this is the only action scene Togusa has in the entire film is taking out a few guys that go after him and then never seen in the film again. Yeah. Because he's not in the movie for any reason other than because he exists in the source material. And so, yeah, the Major and Skeletor, uh, Kuzo, are hanging out at the old house when a spider tank appears and blows it up. And then uh, they go flying out really cartoony, which is great. Yeah. Uh, it looked awful. Because explosions are too weak to kill them. Yeah, well, they also were like CGI when they were yeah. flying back. So they were just like splashy onto the ground when they were just like, bloop, 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 and then it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So then the tank shows up, which looks like. Bizarre. It looks like probably the worst Transformer I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, it looks like something that what like it's like it, it's like they looked at the Tachikoma design and we're like, well, that's too silly. We yeah. gotta make him look angry and bad, so we made him. They made him a bunch of hex, like a, a bunch of uh, rectangles. He's like three slabs of rectangle in a row that all wobble independently. He looks like the fucking machines from like the robots from Interstellar. Yes, in a weird way. Yeah, and you don't know why he's made of rectangles, but he is, I guess. 
Yeah. And none of it seems like it's con- like you look at a Tash Coma and like you can see why all the pieces work to make it do what it does. This guy looks like he's just like we went, we decided he'd be this shape and then we made added legs to it. <laughs> and yeah. like none of it looks like it's designed to it's, function. And it's like super flat. Yeah. So like he's completely flat uh which is weird and he's like he's got like it's just an ugly design. He's got like two eyes in the front but like those aren't his actual eyes. He's got a camera. So I'm like confused of like what the fucking point of the headlights are uh, to give it eyes, I guess angry eyes yeah, for the villain look for angry. the villain robot, which is being uh, piloted by a guy in a rain yeah, room. Yeah, and so so it's re- what's <laughs> don't forget the rain room. What's really super weird is that like the the robot is like the robot sitting there being like it was on autopilot to make its way over to the Lala zone, I guess. And then the moment it shoots a missile at the house and blows it up, the guy's like, "I'll take control of this," and it was like. Uh, are you sure? Like, I think the robot was doing a damn good you know, job. Why you take control yeah, of like, it so that you can make miscalculations about getting distracted by stupid things? Yeah, like getting so, shot on your flank by bullets that can't hurt you. And so that's what happens. Where like every time the robot goes to Kuzo, yeah, like the this major guy's just apparently an it. idiot at piloting a tank. Yeah, and so he just he keeps getting distracted, and then she eventually like runs up top, eventually jumps on top, does the iconic scene does of pulling, the, yeah, the does thing the arm destroying scene. Looks in slow awful, motion. by the way, because like the 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 arm gets. In the in the original sh- in the movie, it gets destroyed originally by like just pulling. Like she pulls it, it rips her arm off, and she just like pulls it with the other arm. Yeah. With this one, she like breaks it off, and the motion of pulling it off rips her arm off. Like the 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 top is so heavy that when she pulls it back like this, it just takes her arm with it, and she's like, whatever. And I don't even know what she does because it just blows up. It's weird because it's. It it it's, it 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 she breaks the thing in a way that seems to contradict physics, which is that when you pull like a chain like really hard, a specific point point will break and then the whole thing is done with and that's it. Yeah. But in this situation, the panel she's pulling on and her arm are all like one chain, and yet somehow her elbow and the panel breaks both break simultaneously. Yes. Because her arm does like her arm goes with the panel when it flies off, but. The when she, it's her actually pulling up on it that breaks her elbow in the first place and makes it disconnect in the exact moment that the thing breaks off and I'm like how did they both break at the same time, in a weird way? Yeah, it was, and it's not really clear what she's breaking off in the first place and what it's supposed to accomplish, but it apparently accomplishes something. Yeah, you don't know why she's doing it either. But and even when she does it, the moment she opens it up, you don't see what's inside because it just you don't see that. She just opens it. It immediately like. It's like, immediately it's like the moment it. she, the, it's like the moment she pulls the panel off the tank is deleted from the film. Yeah, she like pulls <laughs> the panel off and then it blows up. And I don't know what happened. Like did she put a grenade in there? What did she do in the original movie? I feel like it made more sense. When, when she, she opened it it had a brain inside. Yeah. And so she just she, hacked into it. And she actually did something. I think she I As think, opposed to in this movie she pulls off a panel then falls off and the tank explodes and we never see it again and I'm like, "What?" Yeah. I like, think if I remember correctly, she like she opens it up and then uh, I think she I think she either like sh- I, if I'm trying to remember correctly, I think she like shoots it or blows it up. Like I think she actually like takes a grenade and like throws it in there or uh, and then or she like shoots it and then oh no no they don't do any of that that's right what she opens it up and then they use it as a hub because then that's what, how they connect the uh, her and Kuzo together yeah they connect it through that brain. That's right. They use the they use the brain in the tank because there's a because the a tank sh- served a purpose for the story. Yeah, and so and this one it's like I'm a bad guy. Bye. I'm I need a, me. Yeah, I need a vehicle. You've reached the level seven boss fight. 
Yeah, and so it's over. Yeah, and so like basically the tank blows up. She goes. You flying. hit my glowing weak spot with an arrow. <laughs> she goes flying out of the ground, and then Kuzo has to like quickly drag himself over next to her, or else the helicopter scene isn't going to make sense. Um, helicopter shows up. Some like it shows up. Like the helicopter looked cool. That was like the only thing that was cool because like the side opened up and then it turned into wings. Mm-hmm. Like that looked cool. I was like, all right, cool. Um, yeah, but then he was like, all right, you got to snipe these. The, the sniper, and then she he specifically says snipe him for some reason, and yeah. so he goes all right. So he snipes. And he's, he's like, like keep, don't, yeah, shooting. keep shooting, and he's like, and so I'm imagining the sniper's like the guy I just sniped or the <laughs> other girl. Like it's such a weird, yeah, such a not, weird sequence of orders. Yeah, you're not being very like descriptive here. But then the black guy con- yeah. conveniently shows up to snipe the entire he, like, helicopter the down entire in one shot. Helicopter out. This but it doesn't blow up the helicopter. This character we didn't even know was a sniper. Yeah. I, he just, or was alive at this point. He just shows up on the roof of a building, shoots the helicopter once. I don't know where. Why was it's too why, dark. Why wasn't then, it Bato? Why wasn't it? Everything about that story would set up Bato being the one to show up in that I'm scene. I'm pretty sure it was it's, him. I'm wh- pretty sure it was the black guy. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't. It's really hard to tell because you only sh- you show him in like for like one frame in the dark and don't even really dwell on it. But I like, only thought so because he had the the... The like eye the thing? thing over his eye. Yeah. That's why I thought it was a black guy, but maybe I was wrong. In any case, somebody shoots a helicopter down. The helicopter just... If it's not the black guy, that means the black guy's only in that scene about the liver, I'm pretty sure. Yes. <laughs> Never again. And so the helicopter crashes into a building. Thank goodness no one lives in the lawless zone. Uh, blows up. <laughs> and then, like, Bato shows up. No, it can't be Bato, because then he shows up to help out the major. Because mm-hmm. he comes down, and he's like... Yo. A significant distance away. Yeah. And then Bato is cradling the major and crying, which is like a whole is he emotional. Crying? Yeah. He's, I thought he he's, was just kind of like. He is just. He is on some level distraught in that scene in a way that is not earned because they never develop much of a relationship between those characters in the film. Yeah. The only hint is that at one point, like, do you trust me is like the only thing that really points at that. But like those characters have no on screen chemistry or apparent like interactions or feelings for each other but they're like emotional over the state of things at the end of the film i'm like what you guys no no <laughs> you you at least you've you can't have known him for more than a year we know that much and also like yeah like he you get they, they have no interactions that suggest that they're even particularly friends really. yeah like besides the whole besides the one throwaway line of like do you trust me which is like also not really earned because they've never been in, a, in scenes together for more than a couple seconds before, even yeah. to that point. And then the, to tie it all up, because every story needs a good ending, the the old man who runs Section 9 shows up at the bad guy's house, <laughs> and he says, hey, I'm gonna kill you. And the bad guy's like, no, don't. <laughs> and so the old man just points a gun at him. Just shoots him. No, he points yeah. a gun at him, and then goes to the major... Do I have your consent to shoot him? Yep. And she's like, I, the reason. major, give consent. And he's like, whatever. Which and is like she- something that we've never established that even he would know was a thing they yes, say back and he forth. he wouldn't in the first know that place. was a thing. Because every time they augment her or change her data, they always ask her to give her consent, and she always does. Until the one time, is like, are you going to kill me? During that one chemical red vial, yellow vial scene. Yeah. Where she's like, you, like I... Major, do not give consent, and the major and the doctor's like, we never needed your consent, and like that's supposed to be like, oh man, major twists in the story, and it's like, <laughs> and then this time it's like emotion, then this is supposed to be the emotional catharsis because it's like I give consent to kill the person that caused all this in the first place, yeah. but it's like, 
using that phrase in particular because this whole thing's so weird and creepy. Yeah. And I don't know what if they're going for what I think they're going for, but that just makes it weirder. And But it's also yeah. super contrived. It's so dumb. It's and such then, a shitty attempt at yeah. an emotional payoff. And then it just ends with her jumping off a building and... Instead of being a child. <laughs> yeah, instead of being a child. And, uh, and thankfully, this time, the old man gives her approval to jump off the building. <laughs> so because that she the can first, recreate the iconic scene again. Yeah, because the first time she did it, he said, don't jump off the building, and she mm-hmm. still did it. But this time, he was like, you are cleared to jump off the building. And she was like, got it. And she yeah. jumped off. And then she went invisible. Catharsis, consent, or something. I don't know. <laughs> and that's God Ghost of the Shell. A, a, movie, the way, a I, movie that's just utter shit. It's derailing, but I just thought of another dumb scene. Yeah. The interrogation scene... Ignoring the noose sh- bullshit, there's this. There's the part where uh, Major is going into the interrogation chamber and communicating via hologram. Yes. While standing outside, and this is when he's in his when the person being interrogated is in their stupid state of like, oh my daughter, and like he's harmless. But a second later, he becomes genuinely dangerous because the hacker is inside of him and like clearly acting through him suddenly. And her instead of going back into hologram mode, she walks into the actual room as her physical self. Which I didn't think was a thing that could happen. Yeah, immediately you're like, why was there a hologram? Why was she using that earlier but not now? And why is nobody freaking out that she's not using it really? Like, yeah. Like, yeah, well, the old guy, he was like, don't go in there. And then she went in there. I don't know. <laughs> there, there was like no reason... For There's the so old many man. scenes where it's hard to grasp the internal internal logic of what's happening on the screen I, for any reason. I think the biggest, I would say, the biggest fault of Ghost in the Shell was it didn't have anybody in it. Nobody was in that movie Bruh. because nobody got any development. There's you, no characters. There, there was no humans in this movie. Like what the fuck? Nobody. Who? Nobody has like a personality. You, you, you can't even remember half the people's names because you no. only hear it once. Like, Togus' what? name you hear once. The fucking, I don't even know what the old guy's name is because I don't think I've heard it a single time. What was his personality? He's a fox. He's just grumpy and he only speaks, he speaks Japanese. Japanese. <laughs> like, I don't even know what the girl's name is. I don't know what the black guy's name is. I don't even know what the bad guy's name is. I know they, Kuzo's, they, they but I don't did know. Say, they did say his name a lot, and it was like a verb or something. Yeah. Like like charger or or like or no, slicer it was like, or some shit. No, it was, it's like. It ended with er. It was one of those ones, like like a, t- like a weird description I think of it was a like, violent so, action. It was like ch- something. It's like Chalin. It's a, it's a, it was a dumb name. Chalin or something like that? And he had a personality technically, but it was only because he was like an arch villain yeah. personality split in. Like it was, it's. It's so bad. It's a really pretty movie that deserves writing. Like when I like I was kind of happy when I was watching the spider geisha scene because looking at the stuff on the screen, I'm like, wow, this is like visually, really visually distinct, yeah. cool shit going on. It's interesting, and nothing on the entire movie ever lives up to like with the scene of watching a spider geisha drag somebody up a wall while hacking their brain. Yeah, like, nothing in the entire film ever lives lives up to that yeah, single moment. It's so much better than like the lowest moment of the movie, which is like the major pace for a hooker and then just touches her face. Yeah, that's the throwaway scene of like like. What like, the fuck? I guess she's grasping at her own humanity, so she's like, "I'm gonna go find a stri- one of, one of the uh, hookers that's just actually human and like touch her face and talk to her while." And that poor that. hooker was like terrified. Yeah, she was like, it's "Like, are you human? It's yeah. Like, how does this feel?" 
different. Yeah, and then, like, like, then it just cuts and we leave that. Yeah, forever. I was like, like, what we're the? not gonna. I was like, you can't give this character development moment like more than like ten seconds, huh? Like she had to get in that whole getup and like all the crazy face makeup and everything. Couldn't just like, give that actress like more than ten seconds to work. With. Oh yeah. Also, the scene where like she goes to the fucking cemetery. And the mom, like, she looks at her own. You don't have gra- to come here anymore. Yeah, she looks at her own gravestone, and she t- and her mom's there, and she like talks to her mom when she's leaving. She's like, "You don't have to come here anymore." She's like, "I know." And I'm, I like, I specifically in the theater, I was like, "Can you get refunds on those? Like, can you get a refund on a tombstone?" Oh, that's what you're talking. Yeah, about. I was like, "Is it I too late?" Ta- I thought you were talking about the movie. No, I was like, "Is it too late to get a refund yeah, on the you, tombstone?" It was, <laughs> I was like, it was the end of the movie, and I heard you say, "Is it too late to get a refund?" And I thought you were talking about the movie. Oh no. <laughs> I mean that is a good question, but yeah, it's, no, it's like but you're the, talking about the fact that there's, yeah. there's no one buried yeah, there. There's no one buried there. I was can, like, can you reuse it when she actually dies? I guess. I well, die. no, because now she has a different name. She's the major. So they have to re-carve in the fucking tombstone. Does she major not, does she not self-identify as Major Makoto? She does, because remember, Bato's like, is the major still there? And she's like, yes. Mm-hmm. But she's also Makoto. But yeah. she's also Kuzo. Because Kuzo's there, but so is Makoto. Brr. And so is Major. So now she's Legion. <laughs> she's Legion. I want to watch that. It's, it's just... I don't I don't Ghost know. Ghost in the Shell Legion. That would be the new spinoff series after Arise. I think the thing that upsets me is they called it Ghost in the Shell. Mm-hmm. If you just didn't do that, which I think is... a I, That's like one of my biggest complaints for most movies, is that if you just didn't call it something that already exists, it would be okay. Or it would be like acceptable because you don't have to feel. Because you're not shitting on one of the like an iconic anime movie that's like super influential and a big deal for so many other films and well, stuff. That and because you don't, you're not rigidly like stuck to the stupid like scenes that don't need to be there. Like you don't need yeah. to do iconic scenes. Instead, it would just become one of those throwaway like garbage American yeah. sci-fi. Because like there's every year there's like that American sci-fi movie that comes out that gets everyone's attention. Like Arrival or like yeah. Looper or something like something gets people's attention usually each year. But then there's a, like ten really shitty ones like In Time starring Justin Timberlake, whereas like everybody has a clock on their wrist and it runs out they die. And you get and you get, you get in time. and in that movie you get paid in time and you pay for things with time and all the rich people are have a billion time and they'll be twenty five years old for three hundred years and you're gonna die in like two weeks if you don't work every day. <laughs> And yeah, in time is identically stupid as Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, but it's not shitting on a beloved '80s franchise. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Is like I don't like Ghost in the it's Shell. It's just as schlock. Like I don't. It's not even schlock. I wish a uh, schlock would be fun. Actually, yeah, schlock would be fun. God, There'd in be, time was stupid. It's like it's <laughs> it's so dumb. It's such a terrible, boring, just worthless movie. There's no there's no redeeming feature about that movie. I'm gonna wake up tomorrow and I'm gonna have trouble remembering stuff we described in this video. I like just when I'll be editing this. <laughs> like I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna forget this movie, but I'm never gonna actually remember why. I hate I'm gonna this movie. no, I'm totally gonna forget this. I'm gonna forget it just as much as people who saw the new RoboCop forgot it. There's a new RoboCop. Yeah, there was a new RoboCop like a year ago or something, and everyone already forgot it happened. Well, it doesn't sound like it was made in the 80s. Just like so. how everyone already forgot there was a new Total Recall. Oh, yeah, there was. Yeah. Starring fucking eyebrows McIrishman. I forgot about that. <laughs> Apparently, that's the only thing I can say in this particular spoiler cast is to say description McOther description. <laughs> Fuck, what's it? Colin Farrell, who I like and stuff. 
But fucking Total Recall was a waste of time, and it was Wait, really Colin stupid. Farrell? Yeah, Colin Farrell was the new Schwarzenegger in Total Recall. It was Colin Farrell versus uh, Breaking Bad. Um, Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston. Yeah, that God, matchup. What a shit fucking. Yeah. Sounds like a shit movie. Poor Brian Cranston. <laughs> he gets stuck in a he's lot in of some shitty. unfortunate yeah. shit. At least he was in Drive. I mean, he's been in good stuff. Yeah, he just gets stuck in a lot of bad stuff. You know, that's the thing. Besides he's in, Scarlett he's in Johansson, Rangers. that's another thing. Besides Scarlett Johansson, I don't know who the fuck any of the other people are. Nah, I've never seen these people in my life. Why wasn't Bato? If they're gonna go make, if if Bato was gonna be cast to be a guy that looks like that dude, which I don't know, he almost looked like the guy that played Tony Stark's dad. But like, why didn't they cast like Carl Urban? I don't know the guy that played Dread and other bunch of other similar nerdy roles because I just he's just into that shit. Yeah, like Carl Urban would at least be a decent co-star for this movie. Who was that? I don't know who that guy <laughs> who was. Who was anyone in this movie? I don't know who any of those. The only thing were. I think I recognized, and I can't tell for sure, is I might have recognized the Jack guy that speaks Japanese the whole movie. I mean, because I think he might be a famous Japanese actor that I've seen in other shit. We but can he's not find out. He's wearing a lot of hair like his hair looks ridiculous and he doesn't have spent a, have a lot of screen time so i couldn't recognize him for sure oh um, yeah that's uh that's takashi yeah that's fucking yeah he's in everything he oh my god weird. that's takashi his hair just looks weird why the fuck is takashi in this movie yeah what have i seen him in recently he's in shit like all the time i i mean it's a lot of just japanese shit <laughs> i mean it would be he was in battle royale too battle royale that's He's the he's um, the evil teacher from Battle yeah, Royale. Yeah, he's the bad guy from Battle yeah, Royale. Yeah, that's why that's where I recognize him so much from. Oh, he's the, okay. He's the, he's the, he's I, I didn't know if you meant movies in like recently or no, just yeah, in I was particular. Just thinking, like, yeah, he's the bad guy. Oh, he's, yeah, he's, he's the bad more guy or less the bad guy in the Battle Royale movies. Battle Royale, that's why yeah. I recognize him. Yeah, yeah, like I, I know that. I yeah. can't. He looked like there was a scene where it looked like he had a stroke. <laughs> Did you notice that in the movie? I feel so bad. He was sitting there, but like half his face wasn't moving. Like half his face was just drooping. So he. Like, so he, I've seen him emote before. In this movie, he seemed a whole lot like, like he, didn't he seemed like modern him. Bruce Willis, where he just seems bored with his own existence and doesn't want to be in any of the movies he's in. Yeah. And like, he's just like, eh, I'm Bruce Willis. I'm going to sit in a chair and grunt. Where's my paycheck? I mean, he literally like, did that for Like, movie. if you ever want to see Bruce Willis give up on his career, watch Fire with Fire. The one where he's like sidekick to some person that's a hero firefighter, and he's just like the lo- most low effort actor ever. He's like, I'm in this movie. It probably won't even go to theaters. Fucking, that's what I'm doing this month. <laughs> I'm Bruce Willis. <laughs> I just need to pay my debt. We need to close this shit off. <laughs> yeah. This so- has been a spoiler cast for Ghost in the Shell. Neither of us liked it. It will be forgotten by time shortly. It will be. It already has been forgotten. It, apparently, it, I mean, we yeah. were in a theater with one other person. Yeah. And that one, one guy looked like he enjoyed there. it. I don't even know who any of these people are. It's fine. I, yeah, I'm looking at all these cast members. I don't know who any fucking any of these people are. That's crazy. That's crazy. How do you, like, you spend all your money on Scarlet? Sure. All right. Well, in any she, case... She made Lucy a successful movie, I think. <laughs> that other one where she was, like, a crazy AI monster thing. Like that? I mean, yeah, but she didn't have to act in it. it or, I mean, she didn't have th- to, like, you know, physically. No, you're thinking of the one where the guy, fu- where the guy fucks an AI on his phone. That's a different oh, movie. Lucy. Oh, right, yeah, right. She has yeah. a lot of AI characters, yeah. if you haven't noticed. 
Oh, she does. Yeah. That's weird. It's like, you're thinking of the one that everyone couldn't, that the one that was like an Oscar nominee, I want to say, that everyone couldn't stop talking about that year. Yeah. But she was also in like a more, a more ridiculous B-movie-ish sci-fi scenario like this one recently called Lucy. And I think that was financially a success because it was Scarlett Johansson. Huh. This movie couldn't even ride on that success. No. Because no one fucking cared about this no movie. No one fucking and cared about this movie. crashed and burned. We're we're late to the game now to the point where in a lot lot of local areas it'll just won't be in the theater anymore. Yeah, that's how quick how quickly it's gone. Which is okay, guys, because yeah. you shouldn't see it anyways. Um, so that was our spoiler cast spoiler for cast. Ghost in the Shell. I'm sorry. It might this might be a more regular thing. Uh, I don't know if uh, God Andrew, yeah. Andrew and I might drag ourselves to jokes transform- on you guys. We actually watch bad movies and play bad games. Yeah, Andrew and I <laughs> might drag ourselves to uh, to Transformers Five. When that comes out, just because we also watched Transformers 4, and we had stuff to say about that and its evil chromosomes when we saw that. Uh. But also, I might... But on a lighter note, I might record a spoiler cast with Wanderbot about uh, about the, the sexy brutale, which we have enjoyed. And so we will also do stuff about things we like. My idea is to do this as like an augment... Like to as a supplement for four uh, four nerds save the universe. Just whenever me and like another person in the group, or it just or even outside the group, both go through a thing, we can like <laughs> talk about the thing, thing we went through at, at length in a spoilery way. Because uh, on the podcast, whenever we talk about stuff, it's easy to get sidetracked by seventeen other t- topics. Yeah, and, like it's hard to give something in the full breadth. But that's because it's a four person podcast where the other people often didn't experience the thing. So it's like it's often just two people talking about a thing, and that, well, <clears throat> other people get sidelined for a while, basically. So this is like a way of do, dealing with that, and just like how I talked with Birdcatcher for like I think it was an hour and fifteen minutes about Suicide Squad. We topped that, <laughs> uh, but yeah, this might be a regular thing. We'll see whenever whenever it's applicable. Yay! More bad stuff in my life. Maybe we'll intentionally get through those two copies of Raid and Raid 2 you have over there sometime. I mean... Maybe we'll talk about Raid movies. That'd be nice. Those are good. Yeah, we'd probably enjoy... <laughs> you still haven't watched those, right? No. Let's do no. that sometime. That we'll t- Maybe maybe it. next time you see Andrew on the screen, we'll be talking about the Raid movies. So there's your there's your homework. Could you please... Watch the, Raid and the Ra- watch the Raid Redemption and the Raid 2. I know the Raid Redemption is good. I've never seen the Raid 2. It's probably also good. I've heard that, but I've never seen it. So maybe go check those out. Yeah. Maybe we'll get around to that. Just don't watch anything that's Ghost in the Shell related that's live action. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Oh, boy. I hate you, dog. Oh. (laughs) I hate you. You are the worst living creature on the planet.